heading into our game proper. Now, last week, our party found themselves returning to Saltmarsh after a arduous trek up to Brule, a brutal combat with the corrupted Treant Wanderroot, and then a slog all the way back that left the party somewhat at odds with each other, certainly very stressed out, and still coming to terms with everything that has happened. They were back just a few hours uh, when they reported straight into the Saltmarsh City Council, uh, who kind of heard what they had to say and appreciated it, uh, and began coordinating some information to go to the capital city, Mule Draw. They were handed a missive uh, that was sealed with the sigil of the crown of Keoland, the sideways profile lion head in gold on green, uh, which was given to them and, and handed off. Uh, and their good friend, Manistrad Copperlocks, the owner of the Copperlocks Mining Company, um, told them that she might have some work for them if they were interested. They returned to their island, dropped their things off, talked with a few folks and took a look at the missives, which was a summons at their earliest convenience to make an appearance at court. Um, the crown has heard words of their epic deeds at the Black Isle uh, and wanted to celebrate and honor the heroes again at their earliest convenience. Upon returning to Manistrad, Manistrad told them that she had to come across some work and needed somebody she could trust. She explained that they had unearthed some sort of strange relic in her mind to the north of town and asked the party to help transport that relic at the behest of somebody in the court of Keoland all the way up to Neil Dra, which is located several weeks to the northwest and is quite the journey. The party considered it, but wanted to take a look at this relic. They traveled down the coast, entered the mine, and went deep, deep down below the surface, finding this subterranean Duragar vault blown open where this relic had been found. The relic itself had already been removed, brought to the surface. They inspected that, finding it to be somewhat frightening and ominous. Strange magical signatures coming off of it, and just some serious concern regarding what this throne is. They talked to some of the folks who discovered it, found out that the dwarven wizard who had discovered it, had hopped into the chair and had been completely frozen in obsidian, then destroyed by several constructs that had been left below the vault to protect it. The party returned to their island, and Manistrat suggested that they might have an ally who could help them. They discussed their next options, and elected to probably return to the vault, do a little more investigating, before finally accepting the job. But before they could do that, the Fey Court stepped through a tree on their island, and two of the Summer Court leaders, the Fey of the Flame Plane and the Ice Plane, kind of stepped forth and said, or, oh my god, I'm losing my train of thought, uh, stepped forward and asked Morton to return to the Feywild with them. It was quite abrupt and sudden. The party wasn't sure what to do about it. Um, but they elected to defer to Morton, who wished to go. And so Morton stepped through the tree, leaving his staff with Demi and the rest of the party. The party headed in for the night, got a good night's rest, and got a long rest. And you now find yourselves waking 
in the early morning light, a not too cold, somewhat balmy summer morning on your island abode on the Conundrum Isle. Take out my retainer. <laughs> retainer? Set out of uh, uh, oh my okay. gosh. Uh, um, uh. Oshi, um, I, I know I, I'm gonna change you back soon, but we are going on somewhere dangerous and you're very good as a dragon at perceiving things. Would you mind staying this form a little longer? Not at all. It's my job to help you. Okay. I, and my pleasure. I, I do promise that I will send you back. Don't worry. I believe you. I I'm gonna go down for breakfast, I assume. He was kind of sticking his head out of his little like house that you had constructed for <laughs> him. The whole house. Uh, cool. And now, kind of, it's the hole was built for the pixie, uh, but <gasps> with the intent of understanding that a pseudo dragon could get through. But it is a bit of a wiggle for Ashi. Like his hips, kind of like he has to squeeze out every time, just it's a tiny little bit. Boy. Yeah, it's He's it's a adorable. Boy. <laughs> yes, it's very cute. Uh, but I'm he here joins. For this. You on your shoulder perched. That familiar tail with that little barbed hook kind of hanging down past your back. I love it. Love it. Oh, man. Uh, Demi wakes up. I She bought eight hours, but she probably woke up like every two to make sure the staff was still sitting there. Um, uh, she will walk over to her desk, fold her journal, put it up in the bag of holding, and then kind of stare at the staff. Can she put the staff in the bag of holding? You can certainly try. Can uh, I try? Peach will have spent the night sleeping outside of Demi's door. That's not creepy at all. They were listening for a sound of lightning. Because that's what Morton said they might hear in the woods. How did and they are afraid for Demi. So two okay. two questions here. Mm -hmm. um, how do you, do you just pick up the staff and yeet it in there? Is that... She's gonna, she's gonna like, cause it hangs on her, on her hip. She wants to kind of like, just see if it'll like start, if it'll go in there and make sure that she doesn't like rip a hole in the bag. It should be fine. It's only like six feet tall. The entire universe turns inside. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, it yeah. does fit. Here we go. Uh, and does seem to be fine as you close the bag. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, Button. Stafford Woodlands is tucked away. It is tucked away, safe and sound in your bag of hole. Button. How did you, were you just sleeping on the hard stone floor that is the natural floor of the lighthouse? Actually, on this grabbed. floor it'd be wooden, but rough wooden. Yeah, they'll have uh, grabbed some of Morton's pillows. Okay, okay, with pillows and things like that, you're used to sleeping outside, like, this isn't something that impacts you negatively. Um, and you do get, you know, a night's sleep in that, unless you intend to stay up all night. You did actually sleep through that, correct? They, yeah, I, I feel like they went with the intention to listen all night, um, but their perception's very low, and they just fell asleep. Beautiful. Um, as you guys make your way downstairs, you can hear voices coming from the kitchen area to the left-hand side as you move your way down the hallway. And then I told him that he could shove it up his arse! Oh, you did not really, and you can hear Monastrad and Plum Plum having a conversation. Oh my god! Oh. 
Can I ask for a quick clarification? Did Demi see that Peach slept outside their door? Did you? How, how did that go down? Peach, I tell you what. Peach, you probably did. Roll a perception check for me. <laughs> uh, eight. Seven. You don't hear Demi coming to the door as Demi gets up. Oh, no! <laughs> okay. I, I think her door opens outward, so... Uh, <laughs> there is something heavy and grunting on the other side of your door. Good morning! I get up. What Sorry. are you doing? Uh, Why are you on the floor? Where? Hi. Did how? Where's Where's Please Morton's staff? Please tell me you don't do this every night. Please. I don't every night. Okay. What are you doing? Uh, I was just listening. Uh, I thought that I was does listening. Not make I fell it asleep. I'm sorry. I'm... I did. Where's uh Morton's staff? Where is it? In the bag of holding. In in here. Okay. Because okay. it's very large, and I don't want to carry it everywhere. You may not sleep outside of a woman's door with the excuse to listen without asking. I'm sorry. That was rude. How do you feel? You just comes walking down the stairs now. Sleeps the floor down. Oh, she's. Okay, oh wow! Dang it. <laughs> I was about to say, when holding, it's Oceanus is above me. Oce yeah. Oceanus comes walking down. You're right. Oceanus, great. And sees Peach in my doorway holding pillows. Yeah. Good. This is not what it looks moving? like. No. This is not. What does not. it look like? Clearly. This is. It looks like you were. Well, you were sleeping outside my door, but it looks like you're leaving my room early in the morning. Oh, that's great. Oh. I'm keeping. No, doll. Yep. <laughs> just keep oh, walking at that point. Uh, <laughs> no. I didn't. No, we don't have that kind of I'll relationship. See you I didn't even all. know you were I'm there. I'm going to get some breakfast. Bye. And then Shiana's falling asleep. <laughs> Demi, I'm sorry. Just. I. Just ask. I. She's just. She's just walking downstairs. I didn't want to bother you. Just <laughs> walking downstairs to breakfast. Oceanus kind of leans into Zalagos. Do you... Do you think they're a... a, a thing? No. <laughs> no. 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 He's all the gossiper. No. Ten out of ten. I just don't. Oh. I know for a fact they're not. So I'm like, no. Oh, um... I just honestly think probably, uh, I don't know, Peach is um, very good at protecting people. Maybe somebody made a threat against Demi. I don't, I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm not going to lie. Peach could probably bisect any of us with one swing. So like, yes, I'm, I'm kind of fine with them sleeping in front of anybody's door because that means they are safe as anybody on this planet can be. So... All right. Well, sure. Yes. Great. Mm -hmm. And he looks a little, little more confident, uplifted uh, at your affirmation as he follows you down, and you two hear Monastrad and Plum loudly conversing in the kitchen because Monastrad doesn't do anything how did, quietly. How did Monastrad? Okay. Well, she had your boat. She took it on the way. I know, but that's, I was like, how did she, technically, okay. she flew home on an owl. Oh, you're right. She that did home. happen. Man, I am all out on my facts today. You're right. Other boats know. exist, though. She, she claimed she stole a boat. And, and oh, we only have. We have the only boat in existence. 
Yeah. We made she, sure. She got here. She got here. <laughs> <laughs> we killed everyone that existence. Okay. The only... uh, well, but yeah, just keep writing down and then just, I guess, around the corner to this conversation. Good morning, Zal. Morning. I, morning. How did you, how did, what time do you go to sleep? Honestly. Um, pretty late, and then I get up even earlier. I don't... That was... Okay. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Waking up? Um, so did you have contacts, friends, whoever was going to help us with the little... Oh, they are ready to go. Um, great. So I can take you over to get them, if y'all are agreed, and I have a little more information for you. Oh. Just logistics, if you, if you lot are agreed. Um, but it's really dependent upon you. What did, did you talk last night? Or are you? What's the decision? Yikes! You could ask me. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. I mean, personally. <laughs> personally, um, I. <laughs> Zal, this is in this is in character, by the way. He's yeah, stuttering through. This is magnificent. Um, <laughs> um, well, um, we should probably wait for the rest. Can Demi be down there by now? I yeah, want her leaning know, in the doorway. As Zal's like, um, oh yeah, there they are. <laughs> and Zal just goes over and whatever is cooking, he's just gonna take some and just sit down and search. Plum's got, like, some really fatty bacon and some, like, seared potatoes for, like, a vegetable option. It's just... Mom, this smells so good. Peach will go grab a plate and avoid eye contact with everyone. (laughs) Alright. So, hello, good morning, all of you. Morning. I'm back. Miss me? Yes. Where's yeah. Morton? Um, he walked he went... through a vagina tree. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's Josh, though. No. Well, maybe it is Monastrad. Monastrad was like, <laughs> <laughs> huh. All right. I, he, yeah, you know, it's Morton. I, to, don't, ex- don't expect it to make any more sense than that. Um. So we're down. Right. We're, d- we're down. He'll get to us hopefully before too long. He's in the Feywild right now. It's Morton. I'm Just... going to do that thing where I gloss yeah. over what you say because it sounds right. absurd. Smile and nod. Just, yeah, works better that way. Um, you asking about our plans? Um, yeah, what have you lot decided? I've got, I've spoken to my contact. Uh, she's pretty much ready to go. We just got to swing by her place back in Saltmarsh, pick her up. Uh, oh. And then you'll have to at least pick up the relic. I don't know what you want to do back at the mine. Uh, and then I do have at least someone for you to speak to when you get to Neil Draw. I don't think that the person, oh. I don't think they have any more information than I do, but they'll be waiting for you. Do you have a name? I need you lot to agree to this job. Definitively. I oh. think we agree. Um. Uh. It's gonna look between the other two. Yes, yes. 
was stuffing his face, trying to hide that he had no. He kind of forgot that they had to make a decision. So yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, wonderful. Um, yeah, I think we're doing that, and I, th- I think Morton was I. You put a dangerous thing in front of us. I think at this point, we think it's our responsibility to handle it. So here I'm we are. sorry, I am genuinely. It's, but well, that's that. Okay, so yes, contact uh, in Salt Marsh and contact in so Nildra. You can't miss her place. It's on the north end of town, right on the shore. It's a little old boathouse, real cute. Uh, listen for the sound of birds. Lots of birds. Um, you, you'll, you'll, you'll find it right away. Um, your contact in Nildra. His name is Gaxibold Gearhammer. Old Gaxi runs uh, runs the riverfront. Uh, he's basically a kin of the Dogmaster there. So you present him with this, and she hands you, and it's literally just a small card with the seal of Keolan printed on it, and he will know where to direct you from there. All right. You, you're not coming with us to meet your friend, then? Uh, no. I gotta stay here. I got work to do. Plus, I'm useless in a fight. I mean, tavern I, fight... We're going to pick up your friend. I'll be fighting them? Oh, you mean... Oh, oh, gotcha, the gotcha, one gotcha. in Saltmarsh. I mean, you gave me directions. Like, you weren't yeah, going to introduce that. you lot if you want. Yeah, that would be lovely. That's preferable. Yes. Look, I know you think this thing is sketchy. I think you're right. Let's say you arrived a few days late. Oh. Gotcha. Right. We'll figure it out. You needed to have somebody take a look at it. Just be careful. Put a lot of eggs in your basket, so. We've, uh... Mm-hmm. And we've left our moral compass in the Feywild, so... Oh, Morton. Morton, yes. Wait. <laughs> hey, you lot are good, too. Don't... Never mind. I'm not gonna argue with you. Alright. Thank you. <clears throat> she kind of pushes this plate that is just covered in bacon and little bits of potato-like stains like she's eaten most of it. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to go when you lot are. How long will it take your ship to be ready? Oh, that's a wonderful question. Was Oceanus in here? Or did he go been to the boat? standing by the door. And he goes, that's a wonderful question. Oh, 30 minutes. See you there. Thank you. Uh, it might take more than uh, 30 minutes. We need to get a ca- uh, cannon from the basement. Oh, right. but not much longer. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good show. Mm. All right. How are mm. you going about retrieving this cannon? Do you have anything else you want to speak to Manistrad about before you do so? I know who I'm calling to get the cannon. Ghostbusters. No, I'm calling my buddy Pigpen, the biggest of our ship. It's true. <laughs> oh. Hey, Pig. Um, so hey, there's a cannon. We we have a cannon in the basement that we kind of need to not be in the basement anymore. Could you help us out with that? We have a basement. It, don't don't worry about that. Um. Right. He, uh, d- um, 
Do we have any sort of pulleys or harnesses or anything? Some sort of simple tool? There's probably a way to make that off of the boat, but that's not a pig pen question. That's an Oceanus question. Okay. Oceanus. Sure. Uh, Sorry, pig pen. I know the pig. It's fun. No. Um... Oceanus, do we have something like that? Yes. Um, give me <laughs> ten minutes. Hold on. And he like stuck his head around the corner and then disappeared again back towards the ship. All right. Uh, Pen, I need you to go with Oceanus and go help him. Just do whatever he says. Uh, we're going to get a cannon. We're going to get a new cannon. So maybe we could drain you on it. Possibly. Cannon's good. Uh, I said maybe possibly. Odophilia can help. She's really good. There we go. <laughs> All right. I want to insight check Pigpen on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hold on. I want to know. So okay. 15 plus... Oh god, I can't see it so far. 5, so slutty 20. You're not certain the pig pen knows everybody's names. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. That's the, that's the pretty one with the dark hair, pig pen. The pretty one with the dark hair. Got it. Yeah. Alright. He stands there right, for like him. 30 seconds longer, looks at Saul. See you on the ship, buddy. Yeah. Oh. And then he goes... <laughs> God, I love him. He's my favorite of our crew. Well, other than you guys. And Oceanus. And Odophilia. He's somewhere Don't on the think list. Don't about it too often. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to pick favorites. Uh, Peach will try and roll the cannon from its face, because um, it has the wheels. Is it? Are they able to like steer it up into that Make an room? athletics check for me. Do-be-do-do-do-do-do. It's too far away. 15 plus 7, 22. Peach, it's child's play to you at this point. You've been moving cannons around the ship. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna roll it and then I'm gonna like jump on it like a kid with a cart. <laughs> go wait! Against the wall and I like the oh. <laughs> But it's set, you're good, you're golden. It's in position at the bottom of the ladder. Oceanus returns with pig pen and a whole mess of rigging. Uh, and then Jerry Rig. Let's see how successfully they jerry-rig a winch system to get it out of that. Can I assist? Can I help? Can I help? (laughs) Absolutely. We're doing it with advantage. (laughs) Peach, would you... uh, Well, okay, so this is going to be... Sorry, Sarah, you can't. Uh, (laughs) This is going to be with... What kind of check is this going to be? Jesus. The jerry-rigging, we will make it... Zal, you're our bosun. Oh, yeah. Shit. You are. You're making this roll with advantage, uh, and you are using your carpenter's tools. So what does that do? So what is is this? What does that do? You are setting up a rigging system to haul this cannon out of the trapdoor. But what is the... What is the... So carpenter's tools... tools Did I say you're proficient with those? I believe I did. I think, yeah, Yeah, you did. So what you're going to do is you're going to add... Uh, we'll make it dexterity and your proficiency score. So, to that. Cool! And you said I... Yes, that is a questioning 20. Alright. That questioning 20, uh, you do successfully create this sort of little winch system in the corner. You actually like get it fixed quite well to the ceiling using one of the huge wooden beams that runs along the corner there and then there is this rope system that like runs down that you pretty certain you could probably leave it there now 
uh, and use it in the future if it's needed. There's this big hook. Uh, and Peach, you see at the end of the cannon, like at the towing end, there is basically this giant iron ring. Uh, to uh, All right. Guys, I did a thing. You did it. Person. It's not as hard as I thought. It's a hundred. And then he just leans over and thinks, oh. 100% harder than I thought. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Real hard. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Would pull? Yeah, pull. All you? <laughs> All right. Peach, athletics from you and athletics from Pigpen. Uh, we'll do it independently because they're both rolling. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, 25. Fortunately, because Peach is awesome. Uh, it's not too much strain on Pigpen, uh, who does, as he begins to pull a little early, it gets like a f- two feet into the air, and then he's like kind of like starting to struggle with it. And Peach, you kind of get a shoulder underneath you. And you... It is a little bit of finagling, but you're able to swing the cannon out and down into your kitchen. And as it kind of touches down, Oceanus goes, There's no other way in and out. It had to come through the. Nope. Could have put, put it the other way. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to believe the Demi just walks in and is like, why th- Why are we through the kitchen? I don't know, but we have a pulley system. Um, <laughs> good job. All right. Thanks. Now we can put buckets of water on there. That's true. We don't have to do bucket runs. I don't think... We- okay. So yeah. over the next... We'll say it takes about 20 minutes. You navigate the cannon through the hallways out to the island and then down uh there's a better pulley system to get heavy equipment on and off of the ship uh and it takes a lot less time uh and soon enough you have the ship tacked and ready to go the falling star prepared for sale uh oceanus keeps it fairly well stored and is resupplied for a two-week journey at least um all right whenever you're ready i'm at the helm Perfect. Um, did Monastrad just hang out? Yeah, Monastrad was kind of, like, helping a little bit, you know, with, like, getting things onto the ship. Can we just sail to your friend, or do we need to go pick them up? You could anchor just off the shore and row in. Yeah, you want to? Sure. Let's do that, since we're going to have to be, you know, doing it anyway. All right. Uh, DM question. Who is crewing the ship? Because you have acquired quite a few personnel. I know the standard crew, but are you bringing out Ophelia? Are you leaving out Ophelia? Are you bringing Plum? Are you leaving Plum? Like, what are what are those like tertiary? Great question. Plum's staying. Yeah, Plum is staying. Plum's staying. Um, is Ophelia coming? I think Ophelia is coming. Yes. Okay. Plum, like, um, score. Are you okay? Are you going to be okay? I think it'll just be you and Cletus. Oh, that strange one. Sure, I'll be fine. There's lots to do around the house. I can keep it in order. Um, I'll be fine, Peachy. How long are you going to be on? Um, I think probably at least a month. Um. Wow. Um... Yeah. Yeah. The, I know that you've been seeing Kiorna a bit. Are you... Um, DM question. Would Peach know whether or not Cletus is capable of rowing back and forth? You've um, seen him rowing back and forth, fishing off of a boat. Like, he doesn't... He's not... 
not all of his faculties appear to be there, but he is competent enough to to get back and forth and live off of the island for however many decades it was before you guys came along. Okay, so Peach will uh, give Plum their remaining 11 gold and say, you know, if you can just, um, you can pay Cletus and I'm sure he can row you back and forth whenever you want to go into town, see your friends. I don't need this. You keep giving me money. She kind of like attempts to tiptoe up so she can say, I have like 300 gold pieces between you and your friends. I don't know what... I can't spend that much money, so just keep yours. Mom, why do you keep cheating at cards if you don't need the money? Because it's funny. It is funny. We need to find you something else to bet on. I will I will discover something. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> no, sorry, that was me. Oh. <laughs> All right. Wonderful. I can't wait. All right. Are you okay? Love you. Mm-hmm. You're lying. I'm fine. I don't... I don't know what the right thing to do is all the time, and it's scary, but I'm fine. And I love you. I wish I could give you some words of wisdom, but... Just try your best. That's really all anybody can do. Does seem like the truth. It's not. Maybe it doesn't belong in one of your poetic volumes of brilliant words, but... <laughs> that thesaurus you've got, I... I don't know, I'm not... It's helpful. Um... But no, I think I think you have the wiser words between the two of them. It'll all be okay, Mom. I'll, I've got my sending stone. You've got yours. She gives you a hug. Be safe. Keep them safe. Especially you stay you. safe. Always. I love you. And they'll go up to the ship. She waves. At everybody. Cletus is, like, suddenly standing behind her waving as well. Not entirely sure why he's there. Uh, <laughs> but there. <sighs> Alright, All right, Captain. We ready to set sail. Was that Oceanus? That was. I don't know why Menestrad's accent bled into his voice. but I was just... I was just... I'm sorry. <laughs> Who's talking to me? Um, Oceanus. Yep. What... Good. Monastar, do you want to tell Oceanus where we're going and all that? Sure. Um, north end of Saltmarsh. Don't get in too close. There's, the, uh, you know, just under the surface stand dunes, so we'll drop a rowboat. One of the houses over there. I'll get you the rest of the way. So just get her close. All right. You heard the captain. We've got a long journey ahead of us. First stop, Saltmarsh. And then the whole ship lurches into movement. Sails and furling, tack, rigging, all of that jazz. She's gonna lead. It's gonna lead over to Zal, wherever she's gonna be like, we'd be absolutely dead in the water without him. I just Honestly. want everyone to know I don't have any idea half of the things he does. Can I also just mention something? Hmm. 
our house really does look like us. Why it's did they have to tell me? I'll never be able to not see it. Tried I on it. Oh. And now it looks like a colorful penis, which I can't decide oh, if it's better or worse. Peach is gonna wave like from that. the stern. Bye, Fort Dick. <laughs> okay. I'm <laughs> not calling it that. No. I am. Okay. Hey, we as a collective are not. Oh God. We've got to figure out something to do this. Oh, time. something better. Something I don't know. Better. Some. I almost said bigger, which would have been a problem. <laughs> but, uh, it's. We've oh. got to just got to figure this out next time we're here. Yeah, in like a month. Yeah. Oh, bye house. Bye. I only um, got to sleep in my bed for like a week and a half. Yeah. That's weird. Skirt the end of the island. Fort Dick. They slowly fly in the background, uh, <laughs> no. disappearing from sight. No. It's tall, oh. erect <laughs> self, uh, dropping yes. below her eyes. Sorry. You make your way up the coast the familiar kind of inlet of salt marsh where the river comes down um quickly coming into sight all the structures and low-lying buildings and the surrounding town you see the guard tower up the hill a little bit the mansions of solomor up on the hill with the vineyards even the sea growth that morton sometimes frequents a little bit further up along the creek you kind of move upwards along the northern coast and it is a very short distance Salt Marsh is not a big place. Um, before Oceanus calls to drop anchor. All right. Wow, God. All right, you lot, drop anchor. Uh, and there is a. Hits the water. Ship slows. Rocks into a settled position, kind of bobbing on the water. Anastres. All right. It's that one right over there. And she points out a structure. Sarah, what does this structure look like? Oh, hello. Uh, how far away are they currently? They're about 200, 300 feet out on the Amazing. water, looking at from okay. the seaside. Great. So you see a pretty nondescript-looking boathouse. Uh, it looks weathered from the outside, uh, and you see that the dock area where a small rowboat or other type of ship would have come in is still open. And then to the right of it is a small garden. What's growing in the garden? Can we tell? Roll perception. Uh, as, yeah, go ahead. Just because of this. And then Sarah, if they sure. succeed, you can. Sure. Perception, 10. It's like pretty far away. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's Definitely very plants, though. Def good, good, good. There's plants in there. Plants. That's, that's a bonus in this world, honestly. Yeah. As you're looking out, Oceanus is working with Slaw to get the little skiff off the center and dropped into the water. Uh, it sits there, ready for y'all. I've always wanted to try this. Just let me try this for a second. She's gonna hold out the little metal piece that sends like like a uh, message, um, and thank Slaw because I think he can think the response. Okay. Right? Yes. And he is... Yes. We will say he will be able to think the response. There is a... Pause. And then there is a... Um... You're welcome. Oh no. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> He's a fancy boy. Wonderful. Soft. 
wonderful to talk to. And he's just like he the wa- boat hit the water, and now he's just staring at you, Demi, from like across the ship, like kind of head slightly cocked to the side. Wonderful to talk to you. I wondered if that would work. He gives you a nod. She'll just go on. For those of you who don't have the context in the audience, uh, Slaw is me. (gasps) Uh, So that's referenced a few times, but... I'm, like, actually about to cry. That's... Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, oh, no. Oh, God. I'm sorry. (laughs) That was abruptly sad. (laughs) Beautiful. Beautiful. (laughs) That's absolutely beautiful. He was doing something, and I just... Yeah. All right. So... Uh, on we go. Uh, we'll be back in just like a little bit, hopefully. Peach is rowing. Peach is rowing. Manastrad kind of pops down onto the boat. She's not a sailor by any means, but being in Saltmarsh, you have been on a boat a few times, so she's able to kind of get comfortable and watch. Um, are all three of you headed with her? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You break across the water easily skirting the waves uh, in your skiff with Peach rowing energetically as they do. Where will you put your boat up? As you look at the boathouse, there is the actual internal dock structure of the boathouse itself. And there is also the kind of, it's basically a sandy shore, like kind of a grayish sand that's pretty familiar with salt marsh that runs up to then a, a dirt bank and then grass runs into it but there is some beach on either side before you hit the actual garden proper Pro- probably the beach because i don't think we want to roll up into somebody's house without asking that's so. fair I'll so good point the boat kind of slides up peach you hop out pull it the rest of the way up looks secure you find yourself standing next to this somewhat worn, wind-beaten, salt-beaten um, boathouse. And you also hear the sound of so many birds. What kind of birds? Like, are Song they all birds. seagulls? Oh! Songbirds. There are... A, a, you were not lying when you said the bird sound. God. It's yeah. quite a bit. There's a lot of Alright. Is this person expecting us? Are we good to go knock on the door? Or? I don't have a songbird sound. So <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, uh, this way. And Manistrad leads you up the bank, uh, kind of skirting the garden and around and through to this front door. All right. You lot ready? Sure. Okay. Hasn't stopped us yet. If we aren't, it's true. Fair enough. Very true. <laughs> Dravosi, you here? Uh, yes. I get up from my table and I go to the door and I open it. The door swings open, and you are all greeted by the following. Ha ha! Character description time. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) you see a human woman who stands at about six feet tall 
and has this skin that is pale to a point that it is almost luminescent. And she has this white blonde hair that hangs down past her back in a very careful but simple braid. And her face, you take a look at it and it appears young, like a young adult's face, uh, but it has lines that seem to indicate otherwise etched into it. She wears these very simple, well taken care of, uh, but clearly old, often worn robes uh, that were once a deep red, but have kind of faded at this point. And she's wearing leather armor over them. But uh, the most striking thing about her is her eyes, which are a kind of shimmering golden that seem at once to veil themselves from you and pierce right into you when you meet her eyes. And she looks down at Monastrad and she says in Dwarvish, she was like, Monastrad friend, hello. And she looks up and says in common to you, friends of Monastrad, welcome. Thank you. Your, your home's amazing. Are the birds, are, do they always sing like that? Yes, you're welcome to come in and see them if you'd like. And as you say that, we are going to move to a very special incarnate map that Sarah made herself on Roll20. <laughs> oh, I have no capacity for chill, y'all. Also, real quick, so Zal's One second as I move us <laughs> oh, over to color the uh, game map for our viewers as well. Oh, it is so oh, cute. Wow. Wow. Oh. I love this house. Is this, does she Sarah. sleep in a loft? Oh, there it is. Look at this little house. Yes, she does. Yes, there's a loft. Look at this little baby house. And is that the door? Where we're using? Okay. I love all of this. Is the house partially sunken? It's a boat house. It's going to be a really big boat. house. Yeah. So as you look around, stepping through the door at the invitation, Monastrad kind of quietly follows you in. What do they see? Uh, you see a... It's, it's a much different picture than what the outside would reveal to you. You see all the walls are stacked floor to ceiling with books. There's this large table that is set with chairs. Only one of them really has things in front of it, uh, but it's this large, large table. Uh, to the far end of you is a bit of a reading nook with a fireplace that's already been lit for the day. Uh, if you look above, you'll see not only a loft that holds a bed, but hanging from the ceiling are just hundreds and hundreds of perches where songbirds are flying in all different colors and singing to one another. And yes. Uh... Oh, and up in the ceiling, there's also a glass window that has been built into the ceiling. Wow. Uh... We're doing this to our house. Uh, um, Fort Dick? We have a, no. We have a light on the top of our house. We do. Uh, Fort, um, no, don't think about it. Um, nice to meet you. Um, just, hello, I'm Demi. Do you collect books? Uh, is that? that Yes. Yes, I do. Wonderful. Um, uh, uh, I, uh, do you have any blue songbirds? There's a lot. To of take. course. Uh, and she will, she will actually climb up to the loft and then hang off of the wall with a strange grace uh, and extend out a hand to a songbird and bring it down to you, Demi, and say, I don't believe that I've received any of your names yet. 
Oh, sorry. Hi, I'm uh, Demi. Demi Waters. Uh, Demi? Yes. And I will my... look to Peach. Mm -hmm. My name's Peach. Like the fruit. Peach like the fruit. And? Uh, <laughs> hi. Um, <laughs> Zol, and he cannot stop staring at your eyes. I'm just throwing that out there. Well, it's wonderful to meet you all. Uh, heroes of the Black Isle, as it were. My name is Dravosi. Oh god, is that a title that we have now? It's one um, that I've heard. <laughs> wonderful. Um, perfect. Uh, hello, nice to meet you. Uh, Monastrod said you'd be able to help us with whatever this weird problem is that we're dealing with. Yes, I might be able to offer some clarity, if you'd let me. Uh, please. We're, you know, lost. Uh, Monastrod let me know that some of you may want me to come on a journey with you, but may not be completely willing, so... Hmm. Um... They've since agreed. Yeah. You're good to do the work. Ah. We don't of course. mind. I will come with what you for What makes you as... an expert in this? I have spent many years of my life dedicated to understanding the people all across this land. In that time, I have encountered some things that some might call less than good, for lack of a better term. Uh, I have been blessed with knowledge. Um, I, oh, this is, I don't know how to phrase this in a way that's not rude. Um, do you mean blessed like all of my friends have magical powers by other people, kind of blessed? I'm not quite sure I understand. Gods. But, yeah, uh, I was gonna say. Something I, in the sky that makes stars. I follow the god Rao. He blesses me with knowledge. Great, great, great. What knowledge I do not receive from Rao, Damn I seek question, out myself. <laughs> what was that? DM, would we um, would we know? Would any of us have heard of Rao? Anyone who wants to can make a religion check for me. Yeah. I do not know oh, what my religion not number is. 14. Twelve plus where's religion? Three uh, fifteen. Uh, I have high religion. Uh, wow. Okay. Hmm. Uh, no. It's not me. <laughs> I made it. No, thirteen. Thirteen. Damn. You That's get? a six. Roll <laughs> <Okay>. two. <laughs> um. So, Demi, you would know that Rao is historically an important deity. Uh, he is a. They are a greater deity. They are not regularly worshipped in this region. Um, their domain is peace and reason and peace through reason 
Okay. Great. Good. Good. I also was a long-time citizen of Neodra. Oh, that would help, yes. Yep. <sighs> well, I can make you at home here for a moment if you would like, or we can head out. I am ready. Uh, your home's really lovely. I think it's giving us a lot of ideas for the house we just got. I yes. have so many questions about the books you own, but... Would you I like some own. tea? Yes. Yeah, I... Sure. Yes. Can I look at your bookshelves if I don't touch? Of course. You you may touch. I mean, some people... I just had a book spray me with acid before. Um, She's going to walk... <laughs> none of these None of these will spray you with acid. Perfect. Um, she's it. just gonna. Sorry. <laughs> Listen, I've cleared them all of the acid. I've cleared them. Might uh, catch her eye. She wants to look and see what she can see. Roll investigation for me, Lannistrad. Kind hey. of. Can I? They're like this all the time, but they're very good folk. Seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. And I lead down to Monastrad, and I'm like, "Don't worry, I'll get the good stuff for you." Good. 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 Thank you. And she goes and takes a seat in one of the armchairs and gets what comfy. Like... We're right here. That everybody does this to us. Would you like some? I I don't know what that means. Yes, um, say yes. Yes. Good luck. I think that was peer pressure. It was. Um, may I ask you a question? Uh, I've never met a human uh, that has eyes like yours, and he points at his own, which are also gold and shiny. Mm -hmm. Are you... I don't know how to... Wow, Demi, I'm having a moment like you just did. I don't know how to say this what without being... No, like, I don't know how to say this without sounding a little, you know, off-putting. Um, oh. Yeah, I have this a lot, actually. Okay, <laughs> well... Uh, <laughs> uh, are you more than human? Perhaps that's a story for another time. I would love to hear it. Can't just ask like people why yes. they're not. <laughs> He's never met somebody who's about freaking out. He's like, maybe, maybe she has scales hidden somewhere. I don't know, because I present as human. <sighs> Demi, as you're perusing this shelf, what sort of books would Dravosi have, Sarah? Oh, boy. Uh, she really has books on absolutely everything that you could uh, hope to find books on. Uh, a lot of them do focus on different religions of the world. Uh, she's got tons of books on different gods and religions. Uh, a lot of books that are atlases and maps. Uh, some books that are clearly hand-bound. Uh, and then... Um, many that there's a section that is completely like legends and tales of different countries some places that you probably have traveled to and some that you have not josh can i be looking for anything on the feywild or sirdewir there is absolutely nothing about sirdewir okay um what was your investigation 15 17. 17. There is also nothing 
really specific on the Feywild. Um, just like, there's some rudimentary texts about its existence, but, you know, nothing that would likely prove beyond what you'd get in your normal arcane library. Okay. Um, there is, however, my god, what's the name of this book? A book title, because you rolled well. I love books. <laughs> the Stars of Gods and the Stars of the Seas by Zatros. Okay. Uh, she's gonna point at it. Can I, can I, can I borrow this if you're gonna come with us? Of course. Never mind a book traveling with me. Perfect. I, I don't have much to trade with me right now, but, um, you know, if you, I, I, I think you probably have all the books that I've seen. No trade um, necessary. She's gonna as, take it off the shelf. As Jen pulls that book off, Sari, you would know having read this text. This is a juxtaposition of nautical to celestial astrology. Mm-hmm. That one interests you. Yes. Actually. Um, I... Mm, I'm, uh... Well, I don't get my, um... I think I do my things based on, like, just the universe in itself. I don't really, you know, pray or talk to anyone for it, but uh, a lot of my friends do. Um, and... One of them is particularly interested in stars, and I'm particularly interested in the sea, so I like reading. Peach's brow's gonna furrow, and they're gonna walk over. What does it have to do with star- That title! That's a juicy title. Mm-hmm. And maybe if you stop sleeping outside my door, you can read it after me. I just wanted to make sure that the staff didn't explode and hurt you or something, and I, or it would turn you into a ball of purple fire. Sorry. You hear a... I'm the one doing And you look behind you, and there is Bims with yellow tail feathers no, no, sticking no, no. out of his mouth. Uh, oh no, oh I'm so sorry. Oh I'm so Bims, please drop that. Drop it now. <laughs> drop it. I'm gonna go cast Lay on Hands on the bird. <laughs> oh that's Lay on Bird. Lay on Bird. The bird. Covered in like Bim's drool. Okay. Uh, just purple and silver energy manifests out of their hands, and Peach just like kind of like brushes its feathers. It's like, okay, okay, you're fine. If you have more than five hit points, I'm sorry. That's all I can do. And so certainly I will go over to it, take it in my hands, cupped like this, uh, and then just rise it back up to its semi picks her pseudo-dragon up off the ground and shakes him a little bit. You have a friend as well. What? You have a friend as well. Uh, do, you, do you mean this one? Or yes. the, um, this is Bim. He's, he's um, a pseudo-dragon. Interesting. I acquired... I mean, you can watch out for him licking you, but you can hold him <laughs> if you want. Uh, yeah, and I think Dravosi reaches out and holds Bims. Uh, Immediately get licked. He's in, he's very important to me. Just lovely. He Have does... I seen one of these uh, before? Roll a history check. 
You've seen two of them because there is a second one perched atop Zal's shoulder. At this very <laughs> That's a 28. You uh, know this to be, and you may decide if you've seen one in the wild or if you've seen one in text, but you know this to be a pseudo dragon. These are lovely companions. He's, thank you. Yes. She puts him back on her shoulder and gives him the eye like, you hear in your head, just... Demi? Friend. Um... And then he licks the side of your face. Thank you. You, yes? Yep, friend. Bim's friend. And I usher everyone to my table, and uh, let's see, Zal and Moristad get ale, and Peach and Demi get tea. <laughs> I wanted tea. So oh, yes. Here for I, thank you. You do notice that a corner of the table has scrubbed out, but still visible patches of blood. Nothing wrong yep. with that. And yeah, I will sit. Now, Morstad gave me some details about this relic of yours, but I would love to hear your insight as well. It should have been left where they found it. it shouldn't have been found at all. They should put it back and seal that mine up, but I don't think that's an option. Yes, relics are often found that way. It's a a throne, in a sense. It's made of obsidian, and if you sit on it, you become obsidian, but it has, according to a friend that isn't here, a lot of magic packed into it. Demi reaches her hand into the bag of holding and pulls out, like, the little piece of obsidian glass that they got in the Dreadwood forever ago. So, like this, a little bit. Interesting. Large. How did you determine that sitting on it turns you obsidian? Uh, somebody that found it apparently did that. And got shattered. And got smashed by a construct. Unfortunate. Mm. I would like to talk to him. Um, but no, so nobody sit on it, essentially. Vault's still there, if you want to see it. Of course. Oh, here we go again. Peach will be quiet during this, um, and while she's not an enemy, they will just for one minute use Know Your Enemy. Um, Looking at Dravosi. Yes. Um, you, if you spend at least one minute observing or interacting with another creature outside combat, you can learn information about its capabilities compared to your own. The strength score, dexterity score, constitution score, armor class, current HP, total levels, and any levels in fighter if they have them. Could you go ahead and give those? That's a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So strength score? Strength score is plus zero. Sorry, plus zero. Mm -hmm. Dex, plus one. Plus one. Con, plus two. Plus two. AC, 11. 11. HP? Well, actually, 12. HP is 66. 66. Mm -hmm. Total class levels? Nine. Nine. And any fighter classes? Thank you. Mm -hmm. As you kind of scrutinize this individual, Peach, 
this is... You're scrutinizing from a combatant's perspective. And this person certainly seems capable, but not the sort of training that you would look for, that you would see in someone like Dadasco, or yourself, or Hawk. They're a different kind you're, of fighter. You're a little like Demi. Ah. Do you mean the books? What are you staring at? An honorable comparison, I'm sure. It is. I promise. Confused at what's going on here. I don't know. Yep. Yeah, to be honest. Welcome I to my know. life. Well, yeah, this fair. is every um, day. Yeah. Dravosi, what sort of artifacts have you found in the past? You keep saying the word relics. Ah. Well. I wouldn't say that I have personally been the excavator of anything very impressive, but. I have spent my time in this world helping as much as I can. And that inevitably brings you in contact with many strange things. Yeah, that checks out. Very true. So, um... I knew you'd like her. That, yeah, yeah, honestly. Um... But I guess the plan is to go back to the mine, check it out, all that jazz. Sure. I'd love to take a look. Let's, you know, remember that the water electrocutes you. True. Cool. There's yeah. water around. Yeah. And uh, a buddy of ours kind of did a little uh, slip, landed on it, got a big old shock, and then climbed out. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Can be. But, we have um, a ship. If, if, are you ready to go? Yes. It's not rushing, but, you know. I, I don't am. Know at, she gestures to the door, and there is a bag sitting beside it. I've been prepared. Oh. Do you have someone to take care of your bird in your garden? Yes. I would not leave them unattended. I'm great with birds. I see that. Is that... she's, been, she's been like holding Bims's like paws <laughs> on her shoulder the whole time. Wait, just so in you case he has, a, has a thought of moving. Is is Monistrad insinuating they're the one looking after the birds? She is, yeah. Aww. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, um... Foreman knows who you lot are. You can get down there pretty quick, but it's a pretty long walk back. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stay here. All right, that's You're fine. North from there, correct? Yeah, we're gonna pick up the big dangerous box and put it on my ship full of people I care about, and take it up. Keep going. North. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah. Good. That works for me. Then I am gonna stay here. Got work to okay. do. Now, Monastrad, don't drink all the ale. I have to keep that for the next time you're here. You hide it too well. I tried finding it last time, and I had to bring my own. Well, <laughs> all right, let's go. Uh, they're gonna start to lead out towards the rowboat, yep. and on their way, um, they realize that they're going to be taking their ship all the way up there and then going down to the like into the mine. Mm -hmm. And then Morton's not here with them. Mm -hmm. Peach, you should make sure that Odophilia doesn't follow us down and get lost. Just 
a thought process. Smart. Morton's not here to catch her. And I, mm. you know. Whose hmm? room? Where? <laughs> we have to figure out room situations. We have plenty of room. Do we? Yes, because Plum was in the room where You're Peach right. will be. So I'm sure that we have plenty of space. Oh, we have the guest room. My bad. Mm -hmm. So. Dravosi, as you are led to this small skiff that's pulled up on the beach beside your house, um, you do see sitting just about 300 feet out in the deeper water a multi-masted sailing vessel that is several mm -hmm. stories high. A few cannons. You see two from this side kind of position facing out towards you. And these strange, slightly glowing blue runes inscrawled along the base of the hull. Running along the prow of the vessel, it says the falling star. Uh, fairly well painted on. Quite an impressive ship. Thank you. One day she'll be ours. And now we work no. for the king. <sighs> oh, and uh, I do want to note, Josh. I do take two of my birds in a cage with me. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to watch you the whole time. the <laughs> best. <laughs> what are their uh, names? Birds taste funny. Yeah, I know. Uh, this is Vanruil and Clevrosi. What do they look like? <laughs> you just want to know these birds. I do, and I also know there's artists in the chat. Uh, one of them is a yellow songbird with black on their wings, and the other is a blue, completely blue songbird. Is Glavrosi the blue and Thanwell the yellow and black? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's easy enough to row across the open water to your ship. The crew helps you, Dravosi, get up on the deck. How familiar are you with seafaring vessels? Uh, Neil Draw is a ocean voyage, correct? Um, Neil Draw is far inland on a very large river. However, mm -hmm. most commerce is done across the Azure Sea to Tyrant's Landing and then taken from Tyrant's Landing up river, river to Neildra. So I certainly would have made that voyage, so at least in that way, familiar, but that's been a few years, so. It's, it's, you know, you're getting your bearings a little bit as you get onto the deck of the ship, the rocking of the vessel. It's not unfamiliar, but it's certainly not your, like, major comfort zone. Mm -hmm. You can see figures bustling everywhere um there is a sea elf standing up on near the helm in front of it calling orders out to various crew members several hulking figures moving large crates back and forth uh, there's occasional bursts of music and singing um, as you are followed aboard by the rest of the crew demi peach zal you make your way aboard as well and slab and slaw begin hauling the skiff up to prepare to be lashed back down to the deck. Great. Uh, so, uh, we can show you where you'll be sleeping. The uh, 
most important, possibly, we can introduce you to everyone on the crew later, is that sea elf up there. His name's Oceanus, and he most likely can answer any questions you have. Um, yes? That's just quite lively. I'd love to be shown my room. Yes, wonderful. Um, she'll, I think it's the room that the lizard folk were in that ends up being the one that's free. So. That makes That'd sense. Be the one that's free. Yeah. That would be yeah. on the starboard side near the front of the vessel. As you walk past the mast, around where the skiff is being lowered down, there's a small door that leads into a small cabin-like room. If I remember correctly, it should have like little hook things and hammocks, so you have hooks that you can hang your bird cages on. That's true. Yay! It actually does have that. You're right. Yeah, hooks for my birds. Perfect. So, uh, this is uh, where you can stay, um, and I will tell Oceanus to get us moving towards the mine. Wonderful. I will. I'll follow Demi back out. I'm not going to stay in my room. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, you're welcome to. Yep, okay. Um, <laughs> she'll walk up to Oceanus. Captain. So, we're gonna go pick up the crate um, at the mine, and we're gonna investigate a little bit further in the mine. I'm gonna let you know what I told Peach. Uh, make sure Odophilia doesn't follow us. Alright. She was mad she couldn't go last time, and I don't want her getting lost. Oh, fuck. No! <laughs> Odophilia, where are you? I got you a present! A head pops out of, like, the cabin that was hers uh, and is still kind of hers. What did you get? They're gonna pull out the light crossbow and say, so, you have a rapier, which is great for melee, um, but sometimes it's not always the best idea to be within range of a really big weapon. So we are going to start training with this. Uh, there are no bolts in it yet, uh, but they're going to hand her the uh, light crossbow. Um, See. Wow. You just want to start. Hmm? Wow. Oh, yeah. It um, it's nice. It does a lot of the work for you. I have one too. Um, so we can start training with that. I figure tonight. How does it work? Uh, there are not any bolts in it, but um, so they'll show the the triggering mechanism and like they'll try and explain it to her as best as they can, and, like teach her how to hold it. Just like start positioning and getting her to fiddle with it. This is it's the not as... weirdest bow I've ever seen. It is a weird bow. This bow is more like a cannon than a regular bow, right? What? It's great! A little bit. It's <laughs> like a cannon for my... Um... <laughs> and she kind of like, like gives you a quick hug and is like, alright, yes. Oh. <laughs> so we can start training with that tonight. Uh, I need to get more bolts. Um, but in the meantime, how about you acquaint yourself with that? Um, we're going to be gone for just a little bit, and then we'll come back, and we can train with it more. Sounds good. Starts turning the crank. Excellent. So I'll, it's all, like, definitely, definitely at some point toward, when they're going towards the mines, I'll kind of watch. Nice move. That was smart. I try. Yeah, it was really good. She also, I just want her to have it, you know? Yeah, but also, I saw what you did. I put two and two together. Smart move. Peach is gonna, like, blush bright green. I don't think anyone's called them smart before. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that is adorable and sad. <laughs> Simultaneously. Alright. Wayanka, set course due northwest along the shore. How far up? Two hours, did you say, Demi? Captain Demi? Damn it. That's good. Nice try. Uh... 
I think it was like two hours north, right? Two yes. or three. I think yeah. it's only about 20 minutes, 30 minutes by vessel. It's two or three hours. Oh, on okay. foot. Yeah. yeah. So, oh. But you articulate the distance to him. And soon enough, the site of this familiar site of the mine complex, which is built into this kind of hill running up from just the straight Azure Sea, with that small docking complex right along the water comes into sight. The water is deep enough for a vessel of the Falling Star's size to dock directly up onto the main dock there. And you do see a few dwarves uh, in mining equipment scurrying about in that telltale very large crate sitting in the middle of that landing area at the end of the dock. Oh, boy. Alright. Um, I think I think I remember how to get us down to the thing. So... Oh, well, that's nice. I guess we'll say hello to the foreman and let him know that we're coming back for that. Uh, Oceanus, no one touches that until we get back. Why don't we just load it Captain. while we're going down? I don't, load it. I don't want to leave it on... I don't... Do you really... I... Bad good idea. idea. No, good idea. Good point. Um, yeah, so nobody touches that. Uh, let's go! Uh... You make your way along the dock. Um, the dwarves kind of like, some of them stop, kind of eyeball you a little bit, but go back to their work as you meander your way up through the wooden palisades that ring kind of the mining complex with these low-lying wooden structures. It is all business, all industry here. It's not a large, expansive thing. The mine itself is the complete focus of this space. Um, and you do see, sitting on his rocking chair, the foreman, Good to see ya. Hello again. Get the, uh, the thingy. Yeah. Yep, yeah, we're gonna do that. We're just gonna look down there for a second. Oh, you, you're going back. Alright, uh, if you want one of them um, helmets things? Uh, I think I'm the only one that needs one, but yes. Maybe? Do you need one? Dravasi, can you, yeah. Can you see in the dark? I can. Gosh darn it! Right, you yeah. literally have a globe that drifts and follows you. Everywhere. I'm aware. I'm just saying it's not. not that, that'll look nice, though. It'll, like it'll. Thank Remember you that time. terrible, scary fish ship thing? It'll be like that, but nice. Don't I hate that thing? If you would like, I can provide something else that will give you light. Also, same. Uh, with yeah, I it's fine. I I have a globe. I just. Figured I don't want to assume that you can see in the dark, because I cannot. Um, onward, and she's gonna lead them down. Uh, and she remembers how to get there. I took keen mine. Nice. It is actually quite impressive um, as you begin to delve down into this mine deeper and deeper. Initially, the sounds of mining filling your ears. Uh, Dravosi, this is all new to you as you cut down mm -hmm. this main mine shaft into this grand kind of open area where there are lifts and crates and systems running on the interior. And at the center of this large open space, it's got about a 40-foot ceiling, there's a circular pit that leads straight down, lit as far as the eye can see downwards by the occasional sconce. There's a large crane system that hangs over this pit that is bringing goods up and down, but there's also a staircase that spirals downwards and downwards and downwards. Demi leads you down this, and then Demi knows begins to lead you back towards the ocean. 
um, heading in an easterly direction. Eventually you leave these cut mine shafts and enter into what is truly a cavern. A stalagmites and stalactites hang and rise from the ceiling and floor next to you. And the sounds of the miners behind you disappear as you continue downwards, 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 until eventually you step into the large cavernous space that is defined on roll 20 here, familiar to our friends, but new to you, Dravosi. Mm -hmm. A large cavern, the sound of roaring water, a waterfall can be heard. <laughs> from somewhere back in this darkly lit space, even with your dark vision. It is hard to see all the way in, but directly in front of you, there is a shattered and broken um, bridge that runs across to an old structure. An old, old structure. Oh my. So, uh, is, really quick DM question. Is this architecture familiar to me? History check. Yeah. On. Gotta get back to my page. With advantage. With advantage? Okay. Oh, fantastic. Uh, 27. Ooh. Durigar. Ah. You did mention Durigar. But the the crate we're delivering, Dragosi, it's so big. It there's doesn't seem like it could have been made for a, a Duragar or any dwarf. It's big. Also, our running hypothesis is that uh, those haven't moved because we didn't touch the only other thing in this room. Did we jump across the bridge yet? So currently you don't actually see the constructs. Oh. You are on the far side of the bridge. Mm -hmm. There is this drop about 20 feet and then this water that runs around in this cavernous space. The island itself in the center is natural stone, and then there are all, is all of a sudden Duragar structure built into this island. And while walls and parts of it have crumbled and broken away, and there's this large wrought iron circular entryway that has been blown open, it doesn't specifically... A lot of this is natural, and the Duragar structures are built into it, which is fairly common for most dwarven architecture that they build into stone structures mm. you note immediately this is very there was no expense spared in what they built here can i have demi go ahead and uh drift the drift globe out and cast daylight okay yeah what's the radius on that uh it's just the daylight's and it has to be five feet off the ground, uh, 60 feet within me. It's a 60-foot radius sphere of light. Okay, and where are you putting that for me? Just ping away. I am currently holding it. Okay, so the 60 feet casts out around you, and you see now into this main room and back along here, you see the glint of what appears to be some sort of complex Duragar vault door with scorch marks running along its circumference where it was clearly blown open for them to gain ah. access. However, you also notice that elements of this structure along the sides, the walls have crumbled away. Interesting. Can I jump across the gap? 
yeah, make a athletics or athletics. I'm gonna use my boots. Oh, my right. boots of springing. You're fine then. It's easy enough. This Mario. Is, this is built with much more care than normal structures of this kind. Really? We figured it was supposed to, you know, keep people out. Or somebody. Where it is. Was. Your friend started an interesting sentence. Mm. Or something in. Either uh, way, I don't think it worked. Clearly. Uh... Is there a way to get across? Other than jumping. At a jump friend? If, uh, is there a way that Peach can assist uh, Dravosi jumping across? Is that possible? Yeah, that's, that's what Zal was going to attempt to do, kind of. So if you're assisting Dravosi, Dravosi will need to use athletics, but can do so with advantage. The other option is acrobatics, but without advantage. Mm. Oh. Would you like assistance? That would be appreciated. Okay. We will do that. Okay. Ooh, I'm nervous. Advantage. I'm not good at this. Advantage. <laughs> right, advantage. That's not good. You got this. No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, oh no, I'm probably going to have to do catch. something sooner than I expected. Uh, yeah, sure. Let's see if catching happens first. Yeah, I got an eight as my top score. Okay, you kind of, as Peach gives you a little bit of a throw, with your accoutrements the leather armor it's actually kind of awkward and like you kind of get caught in each other and it slows down your momentum oh, no. a little bit um not to anyone's fault but just the way that like some of your robes catches in some of peach's mm -hmm. armor uh and you make it about halfway out and you don't think you're going to get all the way across party i've got the uh, acrobat i was going to say I, since I... i'm across can i help with my arm out zal acrobatics check anyone else okay can if Peach is assisting, can they do something else, or is that their? Uh, I will let if. What is it I you're am... trying to do? Uh, uh, they will try to get their shield like under her and just like yeet. Your <laughs> <laughs> shield. I will let yep. Adam have the advantage oh, on his acrobatics boy. check. Oh, cool! Okay. I'm fine with that. <laughs> As Peach kind of does a extended <laughs> platform with her shield. Yeah. Acrobatics, I got a 12. With it, Oh my gosh. Can I, I try? I'm very oh, small, but can I try and reach for this I woman mean, before she fine. falls? It's fine. Oh boy. No, it's uh, not. It's, uh, can I try? Watch. Roll acrobatics. Wait, wait, hold one, on. What do you, do you want to do this? No, no, no. Go there. for it, Demi. Okay, go go ahead, for it. I am very small, but this worked last no time. I <laughs> And you can see the kind of stress I am under acrobatic. The DC is higher as well, because you're now responding to your teammates failing, and Dravosi <laughs> okay. is dropping down, like, a ten feet down. It's I no thought longer this was a good roll. You're not going to make it. What was it? Uh, a 16. You go kind of lunging forward. Okay. It's too late. Okay. okay. Then I know what I'm doing. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to activate my Radiant Soul. Okay. And wings sprout out from Travosi's back, and she flies and lands gracefully on the other end. 
uh, quickly, quickly puts them away and says, I was not anticipating that being an issue. Saul's. I'm sorry. Saul's face is gone. So, not human. Uh, he's gonna try and jump. <laughs> okay. Well, acrobatics. What did those wings look like, Drubosi? Um, they were the exact color of her eyes and shined with them as they stretched out. Saul's losing his mind. 17. So you know. <laughs> Seventeen. Demi's trying not to be rude. <laughs> Demi, you're, you land as the wings fold back in, and Zal's just like, kind of yeah. Zal's doing so the. The party is now kind of. You've got Travosi like able to wing back around to there. Demi's landed, and Peach on the other side. Yeah, Peach will jump across. Okay. Oh, and then my D twenty will roll away under the table. Uh, D thirteen, but uh, dirty twenty. Easy enough. You are now all on the other side. Go ahead and move your token if you want. Dravosi, as you turn around, this drift globe lighting up the entire region around you, you can now see the interior of this structure. Across the far end of the room, there is an empty space where something very large and very heavy once sat. It's easy enough to assume that this is where the object now in the crate above was once located. There is a stone archway running across it that you mm -hmm. immediately recognize as being ornate Duragar work. There is this strange angular scrawling and design to it. To the left of this archway, which to be clear, it's an archway with this kind of black stone back to it as well that fills mm. in the space. It's not one you could just step straight through. To either side of this archway are these strange, almost dwarven, yet uniquely alien construct things that glint a metallic color in the light of the drift globe. Are there any symbols on the archway besides the normal ornamentation? Roll investigation. Absolutely. Okay. Not as good at investigation, but... Oh, 16. With a 16 and your context, there are no visible symbols. Mm. However, magic is often used in constructs like this. Uh, I would like to step closer and kneel down and feel where the thing clearly was. So go ahead, and, and I, I would, would like you guys to move yourselves on the map. Moving. Sure thing. And as I do so, I would like to cast Detect Magic. You're not able to move yourself, Sarah. Give me a second. Here. Hold on. Yeah. I can fix that for you. <laughs> okay. You should be able to move yourself. Soon. Ahaha. Yes, there we are. Beautiful. Now, as Lovely. you cast Detect Magic, party, where are you mm -hmm. going and what are you doing? Anything in particular? Peach is so. looking at this construct. Okay, Peach, you step up. Investigation check from you, Adam. Zal is following, still dumbfounded. Uh, he had a plan, but that's out the window. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
Demi's gonna walk up and look at the gate because she didn't really look at the gate last time, and her drift glove is up. Investigation from Demi as well. We'll do these investigation checks, and then we will do uh, your detect magic, sir. Absolutely. I got a nine. These constructs, Peach, as you glance backwards, there are the other two constructs, the remnants of that in the back corner behind you, shattered and broken. These have not moved. Of that you are certain. That's all you can tell. Demi, this archway is these ornate columns with these strange, angular, sharp, jagged um, etchings. Again, very specific to Duragaran architecture. Um, you've seen Dwarven architecture. You wouldn't have been able to recognize this as Duragar if it, Manistrad and Dravosi had not both pointed this out, but there is a Dwarvish element to it, but where it would be neat angles and corners and planes, it is more jagged and there are curved elements, still in intricate patterns, but much sharper in design. As you kind of follow it, they run upwards for about 15 feet and then the arch stop kind of begins over and that arch itself again has that same patterning along it. It's kind of a two pillars with the arch and then this stonework filling it in, this black stonework that kind of framed where the relic would have sit, sat behind it. I rolled a 22. I don't know if that matters. That's what you get with that. Okay. Travosi, as you turn on the text magic, the two constructs to your left and right immediately light up. The archway in front of you also begins to glow. And now you can see very clear in a language that you don't quite speak, but might be able to parse, I believe, mm -hmm. scrawl along the top of the archway. And it is literally written in the magical outline so as you look up you see the lettering that are the is the light radiating as the magical source illegible to the naked eye but visible right. through sources like detect magic i'd like to write it down and attempt to translate it what do you speak again uh whew. i speak Celestial, common, drow, dwarvish, elvish, and a bit of undercommon. Okay. Roll intelligence for me. Straight intelligence. Absolutely. Uh, dirty 20. Son of a bitch. All right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You speak drow. <laughs> you speak dwarvish. You know that drow is the early had heavily heavy influence on duragar while you don't directly speak duragar being able to speak two of the source languages of this you are able to get the following while not a direct translation it reads a god lost a god found Pride in craft keeps the vault closed. 
and the lettering for the word closed or the rune closed is a completely different color to the rest of them. And what school of magic is this from? This would be, let me double check it. Pulling up my notes. Okay. So, the constructs um, would be, I believe, conjuration mm. is correct on that. Um, the arcs are all so as you look at this the stone wall is radiating a magical energy and that energy is abjuration the lettering itself is radiating conjuration the entire way off but roll an arcana check for me be my pleasure 21. It's all conjuration on the lettering, but the sources of the magic are slightly different the way they resonate. Most of the wording is kind of your standard arcane affair, but the last kind of stretch of lettering that says closed is radiant. Hmm. Perhaps a different caster. Uh all right, I I take a look at it, I copy it down, I translate it, and then I look to my new compatriots, uh, and I say You said that the throne here was too large for a Doragar, correct? Too big for us even. Yeah, yeah. Is it possible that this housed something worshipped instead? Why would they lock it, though? There's uh, no reason to lock up something that's worshipped. You say oh, that, but Zal, think about Sophia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I said it, and then I did... It's... I... Okay. Plenty of I reasons said... to lock up a deity. What did you... Did you see something, or...? There are words along this arch. I flick the Copperhead languages, which I can't read something if I'm not touching it. I'm not going to touch it unless I'm not, I'm not stupid. I'm not going to touch it uh, this time. I mean, I copied it down in my notebook. You're free to touch that. You Wait, where can you point it? I don't see any wording. Can you point at it for me? Of course. And I'll point along the archway, but I will say it's not detectable by non-magical means. Hmm. Oh. Oh. You, you said oh. you wrote it down there. Yes. Would you mind if I try to go through it? Take a look. So I boop, and I'm translating it using... <laughs> there we go. And what does it say? <laughs> Tell me all your secrets, Josh. Okay. The direct translation. Okay. A god was lost. He who sought to replace him was found. 
our craft keeps relics of this time sealed away. Okay. And I say that directly to everybody. That's the direct translation of what that says. This was very helpful, thank you. So, pretend god. Or replacement god. Someone wanted to be a god. He sought to replace him. That sounds like a lot of work. Sounds like a lot of pride. Relics of this time. Plural. That is a plural, yeah. Uh, Which was the plural word? Relics? Yep. Okay, making sure. So, clearly, that means there was more than one thing in here. Somebody take something else? Or this might be the thing. But relics is a multiple thing. If you have the throne... Then there I could have been other things stored around. I mean, the, the thing yeah, oh, that my she bad. read. Sorry, misunderstood. Also, the, the the constructs, if these are the craft that keep the relics sealed away, then these two job. things. As well as whatever sat in that throne previously. Right. We definitely don't want to touch that. I definitely want to touch that. But we I definitely won't. should not touch that. I'm not. I didn't. I just said I want to. I'm not going to. Okay. Yet. Um, I'm just saying it's kind of my brand. I know. You licked a wall. I'm not letting it down. I'm not letting it go. I'm reminding you now so that you don't do it here. I licked my finger from a wall. There's a difference. Well, don't touch I'm it. Sorry. <laughs> It's a long time ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Do, do we? What's past this waterfall? Do have we? It, uh, so you, you can't could, see the waterfall from your current point. You could move around. Well, I knew it was there because remember I did the you sweep can hear around, it, and you could walk around and look at it if you'd like to. Yeah. Well, I I done the sweep around, so I know where. So, but as you kind of turn and like retake a look at it, the water is pouring in. It seems to be, there's this very, as you look up and up and up, it comes from a spot up on the wall in this kind of cascade inwards, about 40 feet up. This cavern is very, very tall. It appears to be mostly collapsed inward, and the water is kind of bursting forward from a fissure in the side of the wall. Is, so it's it's, it's falling into this room. It's falling into this room. What's your passive perception? Mine? Oh, it's shit. Um, <laughs> ten. Okay, yeah. Sorry. No, don't say sorry. I made my decisions when I made this character. <laughs> He's not perceptive. He licked a wall, dude. <laughs> uh, I need to look at something first. Um... far back is the waterfall from like where we can stand so closest from waterfall about at the height because you're about 20 feet up you're about 20 feet from the waterfall if you were to stand on the edge of the pylanth around off to the side of this archway 
You said what number again? Sorry. Twenty feet. Twenty feet. Can I? Can I go? Like twenty feet wherever I have to be without touching that scary arch thing. Uh-huh. Um, and can I try? This sounds weird. Um. So first of all, can I look at it and see if the waterfall looks normal? Roll perception. Okay. Mm. Mm. 16 plus 5. So 21. What Zol missed with his passive as you kind of investigate, a little bit of the water and spray from the waterfall below catches the air. This is salt water. Oh. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. So... And to me, it looks like just a regular, like, waterfall. Like, the direction of the water isn't weird or anything? Yep. Okay. Although, there is noticeably... The water is not rising, but there is no outflow visible. Oh my goodness. Okay. I think Threvosi will join you at that point. Uh, is there something you see? Uh, well, so this is salt water, um, for one. I mean, we're under the sea level right now, I believe. And two, um, I can't figure out where the water's going. It's. I don't see or hear anywhere that it could be going. So. But it hasn't risen since you first come here? No, and also the water is a little weird here. Uh, Morton, our, our friend that you have yet to meet, uh, fell off last time from the bridge because he can't sprout wings and landed and it went psh and uh, electrocuted him. Ah. So. I'm not sure if this water is weird, or if it gets weird when it gets in here. Um, or if the water on top is fake, if that's a thing. What if the water, what if the waterfall isn't even real? What if there's something deeper? If it's not real? I mean, my tech magic is still technically up. There's not anything magical about that waterfall, right? The waterfall is not magic. What about that water, though? Yeah, I'll look down at the water. Because you look down at the water. Radiating from the surface of the island you stand on, there are arcane inscriptions running along, carved into the wall against the water for as deep as you can see. But there is no bottom to this that you're looking at. The magic type on that would be... Evocation. Whew. The water's clearly magical in nature, or the cavern it rests in, rather. Hmm. Clearly, Jeez. great measures were taken to protect this place. Did. Can I have a quick question? Did Dravosi tell us that? the last words were not 
the same magic type, or no? No, she did Just, not. Okay, clarification. Okay. Well, if there was a fake god or new god in this room, we just stole its throne. Well, I... It, I think if it were here, it probably would have... Did the miners open the vault? They blew it open. Mm -hmm. They dug this far down because somebody from the capital, I believe, I don't remember if he's from the capital, but essentially the one that turned to obsidian and got smashed, uh, detected that there was something very magical and powerful down here, so they went digging where they probably shouldn't have, and now we have a very scary throne that somebody in the court of the king wants. I understand that it's packaged, but I would like to get a look at it if possible. Uh, I don't know if that's a wonderful idea. If, if opening it would be a good idea before... The person who sat on it died. Yes. I don't I... have any intention of sitting on it, but I do trust your judgment. I... Well, that's because you've just met us. Um... <laughs> so burned. <laughs> Truthful, though. Um... We can see. Is there anything else we want to look at in this room? It gives me the creeps. I've found everything. Can I step aside from the group, Josh, and kind of under my breath, just, Mother, since you want to help me now, we, can you help in any way? No response here. Ashi, are you getting anything? Not other than normal. Hmm. Ashi doesn't have any um, magical sights, correct? In, in uh, 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 give me one second. I don't believe so because he's just dragon pal. Um, you know, all he has is blind sight, dark vision, and his perception's higher than. No. Nothing beyond what already would have been perceived by the party. Okay. Um, Peach will use Divine Sense um, just to... They haven't used it in this cavern yet. Um, so they will use an action to uh, try and detect good and evil, sense anything affected by the Hallow spell, or know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet. Okay. Um, as you cast that, what does it look like? Um... Um, they've never done this before or they have done this before but it's been a while um, they'll kind of put their hands together the way they've seen people pray um, and just delicate silver light will kind of unfurl and striate and just go wider and wider as it unfurls for that entire 60 feet okay. and if it notes anything it'll um, coalesce around that area as this spiral manifests outwards um, in this sort of silvery color it begins to fade to a much darker color as it passes over the spot 
where that object sat. Not resting onto anything, but seeming to swirl in the air gently, as if caught on residual energy left behind. As it hits the pillar, the archway, it kind of just suffuses through the archway, as if there isn't any sort of alignment correlated with the work there. But a single stretch, Travosi, and it, is this visible to everybody else as you do that, or is it just visible? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Travosi, where the lettering for the word, one more time, or rune closed, closed. is. It gives off a radiant signature. A good signature. And Dravosi. Just as a quick question, nothing happens to Dravosi. Or oh, and Dravosi is, is. Well, I mean, so, Sarah, what color would, would Dravosi give off? Silver uh, commentating good. Oh, absolutely silver. Thank you for clarifying. I forgot. Also, wouldn't Ashi also be glowing silver? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then the normal signatures of her party members. Okay. Peach will just <laughs> clock for a sec, Dravosi, and then they'll uh, look up at the arch and say, What? That. That. Face, ah, what's written there? The runes that were recorded. They are two different types of magic. The final word, closed, is radiant magic, while the others are conjuration. That was the nine seal, right? In my translation. Yes. Yeah. So. Probably not touch that. But it's that. it's glowing good, right? Is that that's what you said, Josh? So it is to be clear, it is conjuration, but it is giving off a good signature, yes. Because like so... radiant, right? It's slightly different. Yeah, radiant a energy with conjuration. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, yeah I got a, you. Right. A, yeah. yeah. Type of. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not a vessel. Um. Well, I'm getting Whatever. better. Hmm? I was going to say probably the same thing. Go ahead. Oh. Just that whatever was sealed here was probably sealed for a good reason. And that a good person may have done it. <clears throat> if a good person seals something away, it probably means that the thing that was sealed was bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. At least that they thought it was. <sighs> Good. Glad that's on. Gonna be on my boat. Why? Nothing good can come from this. Nothing. I'm sure you already have this planned, but it should be protected at all times. Oh, of course, yes. And our crew is pretty good, I think. Um, but we'll we'll put it far down on that and lock the door and take shifts, I guess. Oh. 
feels Ooh. wrong. It feels bad. Which part? All of it. Someone good sealed something away. At this point, I, th I think we're just doing the best we can because I don't believe we can put it back. True. Let's... Despite how we act sometimes, we cannot tell the Kingdom of Yul and what he cannot have. Feed it to Mogigox. We'd have to find him. I don't want to do that. And I also do, do not want to see him again. Sure, he will eventually come back to get my boat, but now... Let's, let's go. Dravosi, would you give something like that to a king? People that are in power that seek more power always make me hesitate. Giving him the smallest little benefit of the doubt, we don't know if it was him or somebody on his court. Just a little, little tiny bit. Of course. But also, again, it's us or somebody that Monastrad doesn't trust, so... Better us than... For what I it's definitely worth. think we should take... Oh, sorry. No, please go. Not saying we shouldn't get it out of here. Saying I don't know if it should go where they want it to. Well, we could steal it and become enemies of an entire country. Or we can try to figure this out before we deliver it. We have like nine days at like to take it. So is that possible? Why don't we go back up? We can load it on the ship and decide from there. <laughs> as much as we don't want to, unfortunately we have to. Alright. Just to clarify, I will not be able to fly myself out of this one if I fall, so... I can... Perfect. Well, we'll catch you, hopefully. Uh, at this point, Zal just walks over and casts Fly on... into... And at that point, to his set of radiant golden wings, but they're translucent, appear on both of their backs. Ah. So, so you're fine. You don't need to. Well, you do need to. I'm going to walk away. And so. so <laughs> Demi. Kind of goes towards the exit. She's like, why am I so nervous? This is. Demi's going to turn to Pete and be like, Fuck us, I guess. Let's go. <laughs> you had to save me last time. Gosh. Oh, that was... <laughs> I cannot promise I can do that again, so please don't fall. Do my best. Uh, she'll just jump. Okay. Zal's Acrobatics and athletics gone. from everybody who's not flying. Sorry, Adam, what was that? Oh was my saying, goodness. Has the hand 18, out. and I guess I'll try and catch Peach. So what's our progression I, here? Where are flying I people? Over. Yeah. We're over. Soar straight over mm -hmm. inland. Who's jumping first, Peach or Demi? I will. Okay, Demi, what did you roll? An 18. 
you successfully make it across the camp. Peach? Arms up. I rolled a one. You slip on loose gravel along the edge as you jump and it pulls your footing off and you don't get the kind of momentum you need with your weight with your armor on. You make it out over the gap and then begin to come tumbling downwards. How Wily far Coyote. How far uh, away from me? Um, so if you guys are on the other side, Peach is probably about 10 feet from Dravosi and Zal. Demi, you're about 5 feet, but they are immediately falling. Lightning wow. Lower. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's a hurt. I, it's fine. Thank fine. you. Ow. I just reached. Thank I, you. It's fine. Lightning Lover is a hit, right? You have to roll the hit. Uh, oh, shit. Or is it I will still reach for them. Lightning Lure. Target must. It's a strength. Ah, shit. It's a strength uh -oh. saving throw. This is going to be fun. Oh, it's a saving throw? Oh, yeah. saving okay. Roll low. Come can on, man. I can choose to fail it. I will let you choose. I oh. can choose to fail it? Oh, then I fail it. Okay. <laughs> so, it's Lightning Lure. And then you take 2d8 damage, but. I roll low on all my stuff, so you take five lightning damage. Bye. This kind of whip of lightning energy arcs out from Zal's hand, <laughs> wrapping up around. Oh gosh. Uh, Peach, Peach, you feel this jolt of electricity, and then you are yanked Sorry. ten feet up onto the edge as Zal lightning lures you back up. Oh, thank you. Ow, thank you. Zal's the thing. Zal does the thing where he like starts brushing them off, and he, <laughs> he's doing his his light on them at the same time. Oh, kind of glowing for a second. Uh, so you heal. How many healing lights do I have? Where are my healing lights? Come on, I'm good at playing D and D, guys. I swear. <laughs> I'm I haven't been doing this for a long time. Yeah, this is an episode twenty-seven. <laughs> No. It's 27. All right, I'm gonna use. I'll I'll use two of them. Okay. Uh, so you heal up. Where are my d6s? So you guys are leaving the room and heading back up towards the surface, mm -hmm. correct? Yes. Yep, yep, yep. You are all very capable. Ten. It is funny that you say that because I think <laughs> I was just very incapable just now. To be fair, I don't think you've seen me do anything particularly exciting. I jumped across. So. But thank you. That's a good jump. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, are we not going to address the wings? I have I mean, a lot of questions. I think that's kind of... We just met back at the ship. Cool. Absolutely. I have so many questions. Demi's just going to lead. Okay. Thank you. Lead out. <laughs> you make your way back up through this kind of oppressive cavern, leaving the sounds of the waterfall behind you as you make your way up, 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 back into the dwarven rot caverns, up this spiraling stairs that lead out of that main hole, and then out of the mine into the daylight. It's about mid-afternoon at this point um, as the sunlight catches you and some fresh air hits your face. The sounds of dwarves bustling about the mining complex itself um, as you enter the open air along the coast. How will you proceed? <sighs> we should it. Yeah, right. we should. Um, 
Josh, for my reference, my like are like I forget the C term, but Demi knows, but the like lower level of my floor, which is just storage. Does that have a door and a key? The hold? Thank you. Uh, the hold doesn't currently have a lock on it. It does have like a grate over one thing that you can drop it down into. Um, getting it through the there's also door entry points, but that's a little more complicated. So you pull off the grate work to drop it into the hold. And then it goes through both. There's great work basically on the primary exterior deck. And then on the deck below, there's actually great work that lifts away there as well so that it can drop all the way down. And the crew has been readying with the context of understanding that, moving some of the things out of the top level so that the lower hold can be accessed for this thing. Awesome. Um, there's no specific locks on it at this point. And it's too big to go into any of the smuggler's stowage. Okay. All right, we loading this up? Is that our final consensus? Well, yeah, you guys can decide on that after our short 10-minute break, everybody. We return to our amazing party here. Down one Furbolg, but up one incredible, strange, some sort of celestial-linked person with wings. Um, as they step into the afternoon sun on the coast of the Azure Sea at this mining company. You had just discussed so, loading. We're, we're good to put this on the boat. Is that fine? Yep, let's do it. Perfect. Uh, and she lets Oceanus know so that he can yell for the crew to start doing stuff. Okay. They begin the process of getting these like basically these long straps underneath the crate that then hook up over it and then they bring a boom around with a big hook and begin hauling it up onto the deck of the ship it takes about an hour to get it all loaded in this thing is clearly very very heavy um weighing probably hundreds if not thousands of pounds as it is slowly settled into the vessel you can demi you can tell with your experience Falling stars riding a little lower, likely a little slower. Okay. Great. Um, can she please address her crew? Uh, so she wants to like get them all set up and then essentially, so this job is very important for some people in the capital. Uh, do not touch the crate understand and you just get affirmation from the crew okay roll persuasion for me Ooh. i was hoping how persuasive could you be how serious ah! is this? uh 15 plus 8 so 23 the severity of what you have to say is clearly conveyed in your emotions and feelings behind those words all right. We're going to head towards the capital then. That's that's the general plan. All right. Same and I missed this. Where exactly does it get stowed? So the uh, hold in the lowest okay. level of the ship. There gotcha. are there is basically there's two raised portions that make the third floor of this ship where mm -hmm. the cabins are at the aft and the 
the front of the ship, the front and the rear. Then there's a deck in the middle. That's where a lot of the crew quarters are and a lot of storage. But then there is a lower, basically, like, large open area. It sits yes. a little bit in the water um, at times, but there is a big storage element there. And you can drop through a grate all the way down. It is in that lowest section. Sorry. Parker. Great. No. There we go. Right. You're casting off? Yep. Okay. You are planning to sail to Tyrant's Landing. Um, from where you currently sit, Tyrant's Landing is approximately two to three days sailing along the Azure Sea. It sits at the juncture, and I'm going to move you guys over to the large global map here for travel purposes. Um, and we will actually um, draw your attention. And just because this map's so large on the main screen, I'm actually going to switch this back to the game map. And if, Sarah, you would zoom in, mm -hmm. do you see where it says the Principality of Ulek in this large, long strip along kind of the left, top left corner of the map here? Uh, that, right yes. about there. Zoom into that section over there for me. Absolutely. You're traveling from Saltmarsh, which is clearly indicated on the corner there, um, up to this large river that runs down and meets the Azure Sea just kind of to the northeast of Saltmarsh, you're traveling along the Azure Sea to Tyrant's Landing, which sits at the mouth of that river, okay? It's about two days, a little bit, a little bit less, a little bit more, depending on the weather, to get there. And then you'll be transitioning this to a larger river vessel to travel up the River Draw to Neil Draw, which sits wicked far inland, about nine days. All right. Does everybody have their bearings and understanding of the kind of route that's being planned? Now, mm -hmm. we've got a lot of travel here. We've got you passing through a few gateways there. You've got two days on the sea to get to Tyrant's Landing on your own vessel. What would you guys like to do in that time? First day. We'll say you make it a, f you know, a few knots that evening already having set sail. The kind of wind in your head or at your backs makes you move a little faster again the familiar sounds of gulls you're moving along the coast here you get out from it a little bit but you can still see the landmarks off to the uh, west of you as you guys travel kind of northeasterly along the coast occasionally passing other vessels and the such is there anything you'd like to do in that first day i do want to go down to the hold okay are you sneaking down or are you just walking down there? I think I'm walking. If somebody stops me, I'll tell them what I'm doing. But, uh, definitely going. Where are you going? Down to the hold. Come I. With you? Of course. You seem worried about this. I am worried about this. Um. Okay. You travel down to the hold. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean no, to interrupt. Just, you no, sorry. You've seen things like this before? Well, perhaps. I haven't seen it yet. But 
I am familiar with things that would seek to harm this world. Are you familiar with the Shadowfell? Josh? Um, roll a his roll an arcana check for me. Absolutely. Oh, boy. 26. It's kind of hard for me to roll badly on history or arcana. You are familiar with rudimentary principles of the Shadowfell. Um, you know mm -hmm. it exists as a sort of warped mirror variant of this plane and is host to all kinds of nasties and things that go bump in the night. You know it's directly connected to both the mortal plane and the Feywild. I am familiar with it. If someone was, if someone good, a good, smart person, was carrying around a lot of that magic, and if you'd seen someone else really smart and good turned into a monster by carrying it around before, what would you do? Have you spoken to this person? No, he walked through a vagina tree. <laughs> Something I've noticed about you and your friends is that you are very interested in anatomy and finding it in constructs and nature. Sorry, the shadow the no, the Feywild people did it first. They called our house a penis and now I can't unsee it. Ah. I deserve this. <laughs> I think it is certainly something to consider. Something to speak to this friend about if they ever emerge from this vagina tree, as you called it. <laughs> Yet, Peach, I have come from a place originally that believed there was only one way of life. And I have discovered that there are so many different ways that can help or harm others if put into certain hands. So simply be careful. The fact that you're worried means that you must care about this person a great deal. one way of life that was it was it just was it one good way or was it do you think maybe a bad thing some ways of life attempt to be good but don't quite reach it I think this is the hold. I, I forget how to get in here. There's like a grate. There is a grate, and you can lift it up if you'd like. Good to have your help here. It is a large, very wide opening. This grate covers, it's like almost 15 by 15 feet um, square. 
and you can see kind of down below, turned onto its side now, basically onto its back, this crate laying lengthwise in the bowels of the ship. And I'm going to approach it, and I'm just going to lay my hand on the crate and cast Detect Magic again. Just want to get some information on it, but I don't want to go against the captain. As you cast Detect Magic, you very much see the outline. Again, you're not seeing specific details of this crate. Mm -hmm. You are seeing the outline of this entire throne, um, this huge, massive throne. Coming from it, magical signatures all very dark and foreboding are the following. Make sure I get it the same as what I gave you last. Sorry about that. Okay. I have so many notes. <laughs> so many notes. So, so many, many notes. Conjuration, necromancy, abjuration, divination, and enchantment. Conjuration, necromancy, abjuration, abjuration, divination, divination and enchantment. All of these come off of it. All of these. And a very foreboding, dark, almost oppressive feeling. Is this feeling one that I have felt before? Roll a religion check. Mm -hmm. Okay. 26. It's a really good die. Certainly does feel familiar to a few nights back. You can't be certain. It's just a feeling in the pit of your stomach. Thank you for accompanying me, Peach. Of course. I... What, um, is detect magic something visible? It is not. Only to the caster. Okay. Yeah, you see me lay my hand against it for a moment, and then uh, I think I kind of take it away very quickly, almost as if it burns a little. Uh, did did your god Rao told, tell you to come with us, or is this just something Monastrad wanted you to do? My god doesn't always speak in the traditional manner. Same. <laughs> Who is yours? Serdweer? Ah. Well. My god teaches that through peace and serenity we can reach understanding and in some sort of cycle through understanding we can reach peace. So, many times, questions will be answered in the form of nature, or someone showing up at your door. I am hoping that you are an answer to a prayer. What did you pray? I'm sorry, that's prying. 
It's completely all right. Perhaps a story for a bit later. And I think Trevoisi uh, will start heading back up to the main cabins. Okay. Everyone else, what have you been doing? My job on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> My job. Well I don't done. know what that's like. Fixing, uh, fixing the, fixing the ship. Cool. I'm fixing slash working ropes, doing my normal. Still learning the ship. Um, but all the while, I keep on, kind of looking over at where Dravosi is staying, and uh, whenever that, because this is only the first night. Yeah, whenever it hits nighttime. Okay, whenever we hit nighttime, Zal has another thing to do. Okay. Parker, anything you want to do during the day? Um, she would like to spend some time probably sitting at the the till um, where she normally does all of her reading, uh, reading this new book that she has. Which one is that? The Stars. Of gods and the stars of the seas, the okay. nautical astrology book one. Um, so, this text outlines the initial concepts of the two primary astrological thoughts and practices practiced on Flanese, on the continent on which you live. Uh, it discusses the origins of those two. One being primarily handed down over thousands upon thousands of years. Um, and one being um, very much guided by deific presence and religious dogma. Okay. So we've said this before, like briefly, that Demi like knew some constellations and things from stories. Does she know which one she knows? Uh yeah, I can give you which one she knows. Let me pull up. And like if it was like the one that's been passed down or the one that is more religious y. So it doesn't I... go over the specific constellations in too much depth. Mm -hmm. It does list them out. There it is. So, from a nautical astrology perspective, um, it does list out the anchor, the belt, the coin, the rock, the gull, the fisher, the crown, and the dagger. The two primary guiding stars, the really important ones that you would know given your practice and all of the sailors are familiar with and also mm -hmm. Peach to an extent as well are the anchor and the belt. Peach does think the anchor is a diamond suspended on a string because they did not roll very high. Yes. <laughs> so great, great, great. Peach has weirdly not the nautical context um, 
that Demi and the other sailors have. So these have a lot of context, but they don't apply to Peach. Um, Demi, you would know that the anchor is the key guiding constellation in celestial navigation, um, as the stars that make up this sign never move. The entire mm-hmm. constellation remains, remains completely static in the night sky. In Flanais, the constellations, the rest of them move. You know that okay. the story behind this, which is the story that Peach does recall, that's where this context comes from, is that the stars weighed anchor at the very beginning. Um, this constellation fell into the night sky and never moved again. It's comprised of five points of light that sit to the north, almost due north exactly from most positions on the Azure Sea. It sits mm-hmm. at a scance with the point of the anchor pointing slightly to the west. Okay. The belt is comprised of six stars. As the seasons progress, the belt moves away from its position just above the anchor, circling the horizon in a counterclockwise direction before ending up back at its original position. The story goes that the stars weighed anchor and strapped the belt upon themselves, for they had much to carry. The stars then began to wade across the night sky. The belt begins the year positioned over the anchor. This constellation against consists of six stars, three and three in a slight curve. Okay. Yeah, she's she's just reading the book and writing stuff down in her journal. Um, Peach will just check in on Plum. This is just every night they will. Um, sure. And they'll also train Odophilia with her new crossbow. Okay, let's do some like larger checks. So let's do um, let's do athletic, let's do acrobatics to train with the crossbow. I have no idea. One second. Um, and Plum does report back each night. Seemingly okay. She has stories Alrighty. to tell of Kiara. Kiara, Excellent. Uh, 16. Okay. You kind of set up. Uh, the first night, it's pretty bad. Um, a few holes left in sails. Um, nothing too severe. But <laughs> oh, I'm thing. sorry. I'll, I'll help <laughs> no, you fix it tomorrow. <laughs> No, I've got it. I didn't learn somehow. Um, they you know what they're gonna do after the first night? Um, they're gonna. Well, I'm sure they could have had time to do this, moving from the house to the boat. But they're gonna take out Scarin's mirror. They're gonna let Odophilia know what it is, and they're gonna use it for target practice. Okay. At some point during one night, Odophilia sneaks out and crudely paints a man's face. In the same white paint that Zal had used to write the falling star in, uh, on the kind of where the actual reflective surface once was, it's now it's just a sort of shattered right. piece of board. I would have given it to her without question. Really, really. Without question. It's She's so sneaky, mask. though. She is very sneaky. She's I still give it to her without <laughs> question. I don't know that we should be encouraging this. I, you know what? It's fine. Over the next few nights, the arrows, the bolts embedded in the mirror, are gradually getting closer to the head. Okay. Now, 
feel so bad, but it's also funny. What are I'm proud of you. What are our watches looking like for the nights? Bro, I wanted to do one other thing at night. Yes. Um, so the first night, Zal is going to pray to Mother and explain that there is what he perceives as an angel aboard the ship, and he doesn't know what that means. There isn't, you get a feeling of her presence and uncertainty. Um, in fact, the uncertainty is quite surprising. Okay. I know you can't directly answer me, but I'm going to tell her about you. I know that you might not like that, but unfortunately, it's how this world gains trust with one another. We all have secrets, and I've watched uh, this individual spawn almost the same wings I and also watched nine of silver mark them as I, it's a long story um okay i get flustered around her and it's very strange um all right well i will um I just wanted to let you know uh, okay bye and he just kind of gets up that, from prayers you feel as before you get up kind of a soft hand on your shoulder and as you look back there's no one okay mm-hmm I'm gonna go uh, freak out until I sleep. Cool. Bye. And just lays, lays in bed and is doing the. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. <laughs> like. What is our watch order for the evening? Are you guys taking watches? Are you having sailors handle watch? I'll take the third one, so it's right before the sun comes up. I'll take the first one. Go to bed early. First for Peach. I'll take the second, because all I have to do is open my door. Okay. So I'm on the second level, and I can see the... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sarah, would you and like the Ravosi will, will volunteer for any watch, but... Mm-hmm. I'm not Does the not most perceptive, if you'd like to, with me. Yeah. Okay. During the first Oh, watch, God, goodbye. With Ravosi and Peach, I need you to roll perception check. I've yeeted both of my d20s under the table. <laughs> no! <laughs> Alright, there we go. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> eight. Okay. Uh, it's, it's fine. I got a... God, what's math? 25. Wow. Okay. As the evening progresses through your watch, initially, a quiet night begins to get a little cool. And as you cast your gaze out, what were those rolls again? One more time for me. Eight. Eight. Twenty-five. Dravosi, you see this well before Peach. On the horizon, further out at sea, massive, massive cloud front spanning from the horizon. In the moonlight, it's quite stark in contrast. You're not within the clouds. The light of the moon is quite strong. But out on the horizon, rising up above the sea, there are 
is a massive storm front. And as you skirt along it, the winds begin to pick up as this storm gets closer. There's a storm coming. Oh. 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 Okay. Should we wake someone? Yeah, um, maybe Oceanus. Maybe we ought to change course? I'm not sure they're gonna go knock on Oceanus's <laughs> door. Or is he up doing things? He was actually sleeping, and he opens the door oh, shirtless. Oh, no. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, Mitch. Hello. Uh, hi. Um, there's a big storm coming in, we think. is Should we change direction? I, I don't know what to do. Closes the door. Comes back out with, like, the kind of white-collared shirt. He doesn't have, like, his jacket on. Kind of pads out. Walks up to the railing and looks at it. And as you look out at this storm, you see, and you don't hear any thunder, but you do see arc lightning. A strange arcane blue color. Along, it never hits the water. It arcs down along the clouds and it manifests back up. There's a pause. And then it happens again. Something seems to be coming after us. I don't know. I'd have to wait a little longer, but I don't think the trajectory is... It's in the way. We need to skirt it, but... Of course. It's not approaching us. Fuck, this is going to make it take longer. Alright. Uh, Peach, can you wake a few of the crew members? Uh, let the captain yep. know what's going on. I'm going to the helm. Yep. Very good. Wake up, Demi and Zal, and then Slaw and Pigpen. Hi. Huh. Uh. Hey guys, I'm sorry, there's a storm. They need more bodies. I'm gonna try and be useful. I don't know oh. how. Uh, storm? The lightning was weird. It didn't touch didn't touch the water. Oh. I've never seen lightning do that before. Fun. Okay. Uh can I get dressed? Uh, I'll have Demi get dressed pretty quickly and walk out. Can I have her look at the storm to see if she notices anything or has ever seen anything like this? Yes. Um, make an arcana check. Alright. 18 plus 3. 21. You've heard... You've heard tale of magic. And as you begin to close on it, and the wind gets stronger, and the arcs of lightning cross the lower reaches of this storm and back into it become more persistent, this smacks it. There are many types of arcane storm. You're not certain what is what. Some of them are completely harmless, completely illusory in nature. Others, the vessel sails into it and never sails out. Yeah, we need to skirt that. And I want her to turn around and see that Oceanus is awake, knowing that he went to bed. 
Captain? Did you... Did you... I mean, it makes sense, but still, okay. Um... (laughs) (laughs) You woke him up first! He... He does... He he does everything, didn't he? I know! (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Captain? One day I'm just gonna give him this boat. Yes, are we stretching that? Uh, that was what I was hoping to do. Um, yep, let's do that. Alright, we're gonna have to go seaside. That's unfortunate. Open water. Yeah. Where's Morton and a couple giant octopus when you need them? Um, right, okay. Uh, so, skirting it, going wide. Alright. You heard the captain crew? This is going to be a long night. Don't expect sleep. Chop to it. Batten down anything that you can. We'll try to stay out of this storm as best we can. Winds don't fly too high. Can we can we do the thing with the boat where we what do the, the teleport thing? You want to teleport for this? I'm just saying we should leave that option on the table. I will leave that option if it gets too close to us. Cool. Because the teleport is like 300 feet. It's not like a... Yeah, I know. I just want to do it at this point. I know. It is a good panic. The party. It's a good panic button. It's a good panic. I have to be Sean with a little bit of chaos. So That's valid. (laughs) Each will help batten down the hatches and just follow orders. Okay. Demi. Oceanus is still looking to you as the captain. But what? What yes. orders do you want us to make? Anything in any specific preparations, or you just want us to attempt to skirt the storm? Um. Oh boy. Josh, I didn't need. I didn't know I needed my ship document up. Um. Please, thank you. Um. Wasn't prepared to be a captain. You know, made me do it for weeks. Um. <laughs> uh. Yes, on skirting. Um, I didn't think this was going to happen either. This was a dice roll. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Love it. Oh, dice rolls. Um, but yes, on the initial skirting the storm. So, okay. um, and I will. Are you look. manning the helm or is Oceanus? Oh boy. Uh, me. Okay. I'm going to do it. So I would Probably. like you to, with advantage, um, go ahead and use your vehicle proficiency. Along Ooh. with, we'll make it dex. So okay. add your proficiency and dexterity as you begin to attempt to navigate around this storm, heading further out to sea as the What's winds get pers- stronger and stronger. There it is. And the clouds get closer. Okay. And my proficiency with my vehicles, what number is that that I'm looking for? Um, so it should just be your straight proficiency indicator, which when you look near the top of your sheet, it says proficiency. It should be three at this level. Okay, cool. So three plus yes, you're right. Uh, okay, so that is a natural 20 plus a 4 plus a 3, so a 27. Okay. Okay. That's good. This is slow. This is not an impending storm that manifests out of nowhere. This is something rolling and large. It sits stationary in your path, and as you begin to circumvent it, the water and the currents, no matter where you seem to position, as you make it around, around, around the coastline now disappearing, still seems to draw you inwards. Even as you manage your tech, it almost functions like a whirlpool. 
as the ship, despite circumventing it, is drawing close. But you call out orders, supported by Oceanus, who enacts your commands as quickly, putting and applying your nautical expertise and the crew's nautical expertise to the test as you do everything you can to fight the wind and currents that attempt to draw you inwards and inwards. Okay. Two hours you circumvent this storm. Okay. At one point you are within 200 feet of this black, black cloud and lightning down and out. In this proximity, you can see strikes of it, and it is not true electrical lightning. Our casters, this is absolutely arcane in energy. Okay. I'm gonna make one more roll here. I don't know. Okay. Jump the ship! Jump the ship! Jump, jump, jump. What am I doing? expertly navigating this. The whole crew comes together as you skirt around. Mm -hmm. But you see now the strikes of lightning out from the clouds that sit 200 feet off, hitting into mm -hmm. the water, now touching down around you, like uh -huh. long extended fingers that hit the water and then retract outwards towards your vessel. Mm -hmm. I want you to make one more handling check with advantage again. Okay, and all my stuff. And all your stuff. Proficiency, dex. Okay. That is a 19 plus 4 plus 3. So <laughs> that is a... What is that? 19. I don't know what that is. It's like 26. A, thank you. 26. <laughs> 26. You see as the wind buffets harder and harder the sails flapping almost wildly now. There is a constant creaking and groaning within your vessel. Some barrels strapped along the outer side along the runs of the vessel. You hear as a particularly large wave catches up. It's not enough to take people off. The strain where it hits snaps and you hear ding as several of these barrels that have been strapped down go bouncing off the edge of the vessel, landing into the water beside you. And as a few folks rush to the edge to look as you pass it, moving quite quickly, despite the draw here as you kind of are using the momentum of the storm, the current hold, pulls you away from this vessel. A single finger of lightning arcs out and hits one of those barrels. There is a sudden rip in the air of blue light, and then the barrel vanishes. As you continue to move around the storm, you're now fighting with that roll your crew again. To the best of their efforts, you hear constant calling, chanting. There is this dull, solemn song that rises up from them as they begin to sing against the storm itself. As you pull out away from the storm, leaving the arcing lightning behind, the fingers reaching out from the storm, beginning to subside with the lightning now arcing along the base of the clouds once more vanishing. I'm also going to make my way up to Demi and cast Guidance on her as she makes this roll. Okay. So I need it. What do I need? You are making a roll to break the storm now. As you come around, you've been at this now for three hours. 
Okay. And this is the same kind of roll with advantage and proficiency stuff? Yeah. Exactly. So, okay. okay. Uh, 15 plus 4, 19 plus and 3, so 22. Okay. Yeah. Which, if I, I didn't do guidance yet. <laughs> Four. Hold on. That's a, two, three more extra. So. 18, so it's 25. Well, no, so, because it was, it's 15 plus 4, which is 19, plus 3, which is 22, plus 3, which is 25, right? Yeah, okay. Advantage? Sorry. I did. Could you make that a straight roll? So what was the... I'm, Do you want me to roll you know what? just Never, a straight that's, that's, that's okay. That was too late. No, it's okay. You can do it. Do you want to go ahead you want and me to roll? roll straight for me? Because now you're fighting the pull of the currents. They're trying okay. To okay. It's essentially negating the advantage that the crew and the others. Emergency escape. It's a um, six. It's a six. Plus four, plus three, so 13 plus three, which is 16. Okay. 16. As you begin to break the storm, you can Uh feel and hear all of you, the ship seemingly coming apart. A rope line running now up snaps and flicks off the big metal hook at the end. Flick off, flicks off into the ocean. You see it soaring out, crashing in. The storm again, those tendrils begin reaching out in your direction and you're losing momentum. You feel yourself, the ship, everything the crew is doing to push against the storm, it's being drawn back. You were at the very edge of breaking this storm's grasp. But it has you. Cool. The ship is cool. beginning to now shudder as its cool. own movement pushes it out hey. and the storm pulls it back. Can I hit the blink hole? Hit the blink? I'd like to hit my emergency. I'd like to hit my emergency uh, escape button. Marked at the center of the falling star's wheel, there is a giant ring. Like literally a giant. Yeah. And as you place your hand <laughs> upon it, <laughs> yeah. you activate it. What is the activation word? didn't give it to us. Oh, you guys can define it. What did you define it as? Fuck. Dude, this, this is your <laughs> correct. Yeah, it's the, it's the panic it's button. Stuff. Fuck. Okay. Oh, you say it's fucking, in, like, fucking it's giant. In, yeah, it's a giant, though. You know. How did you be? Here to be the first word that Peach left. Fuck. <laughs> the wind roaring around you. A arc of lightning, one of those fingers hits a piece of driftwood just off to the right of the ship, not 50 feet away. A tear in the air around you, manifesting and dissipating the driftwood gone. Okay, okay. The ship shudders as you hit your hand down on this. It begins to shudder more as the water along the surface of your vessel lights up. These runes beginning to glow. A very very, very similar blue color to this storm that is flashing out behind you. As the ship begins to shudder, everything suddenly is encompassed in bright, bright, white light. Mm Mm-hmm. You vanish. I need to roll my thing. And I need you to roll a D1. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm doing, it's the percentile and the 10, right? This could be our This could be awful. <laughs> Have fun getting chosen the water plane, Morton. Yay. Um, okay. 
That is a 51. A 51, okay. As a 51. you feel the energy crackling around you, your ship, one moment sitting uh-huh. in the water, literally fighting this strange, unnatural tone, crackles, fizzles, and disappears. A 51 is... Where are you aiming your ship? Uh, it says I can do up to 200 feet, correct? Yes. So I'm gonna, as far away, but like, so we're trying to get closer to, like out from open sea, but away from storm. So it's close, so 200 feet away from the storm. Okay. It is perfectly on. As you, and you come out, with momentum as the pull of the <laughs> ship is lost. I need everybody to make an acrobatics check as you are jettisoned oh, as the ship oh, teleports no. 200 feet out from the vessel and where it had been pulled backwards fighting its own momentum now you hit the water as everybody begins skipping at double the normal pace of this ship out across the sea almost like a stone throw. I got all my good rolls out. Yeah, yeah I got an eleven. Was an eleven. You got an eleven too. Eleven. Okay. Weirdly. The sound of the storm is much quieter as you're suddenly further from it. You hear it less, and as you skip across the water, I've got eleven from Demi, eleven from Peach. Zal. Twelve. Twelve. Dravosi. Fourteen. Fourteen. Let's make some rolls for some crew. Oh no! <laughs> uh, I want to make a point real quick. This is all I imagine our ship doing now. <laughs> it's so good. I love this thing. As you skip through again, it landed perfectly in the water. It wasn't up. It wasn't down. It wasn't in the wrong dimension. But you hit it moving quite rapidly. Okay. Oceanus kind of places a hand on your shoulder, Demi, like more okay. balancing himself um, as you all manage okay. to hold on. Odophilia. Oh no! As it hits, was standing on the railing looking back at the storm. And as you hit the water, she goes tumbling overboard into the water. I dive after her. You are wearing our. Are you wearing Yeah, I can breathe underwater. I don't care. I'm diving after her. Okay. Peach, acrobatics as you hit the water. And you move quickly. Odophilia hits the water as you go over the railing. The ship is still moving a double meaning, movement, meaning that as you hit the water, your vessel is 120 feet ahead of you. Oh, oh my god. Great, it's going to get even further. I rolled a 16. You rolled a 16. You hit the water. Quite a good dive, honestly, for somebody wearing full plate. I will say I probably leave my shield so my AC would go down, okay. but Next. I can swim. Yes. So. You hit the water. It is... Again, a clear night, and you can see the beams of moonlight radiating through the water. Odophilia is just off about 15 feet to your right, about 15 feet down. And it looks like she hit the water less gracefully with her back turned, and you're not certain if she's conscious. Okay, uh, I swim as fast as I can to where I use Charger to get there faster, uh, and then I scoop her up and... If it's only 15 feet, then I use the rest of my movement to get back to the surface. It's 20 feet up. You break the surface. The waves are quite high. This storm is impacting. 
and I need you to make an athletics check. Okie dokie, artichokey. The storm is still on the horizon. It's not great. 12 plus. Oh, but I have a plus 7. 19. 19? Okay. <laughs> you break the surface and are up there now, kind of looking around. You are able to fight the current for now. Denny. Okay. You, yes. Well, actually, everybody on the ship together. Uh huh. C. Odophilia followed by Peach go overboard. You are now instantaneously about 120 feet away as you look over your shoulder. How do you respond? Peach has just hit the water and disappeared. Zal looks at and is like, go? We're going, obviously, go. Okay, so I'm going to run towards the back of the ship and uh, dive off, casting fly on myself and just bullet towards them. I am handing the wheel to... I'm holding the tilde Oceanus and being like, we're back. Um, Should I slow it? Or you... Yes. Okay. <laughs> and, and she's jumping off the side of the... Jumping off the end of the boat and swimming. Oh, oh shit. Okay. And just Why are you in the water now? <laughs> I am going to reach out. Again, a little bit of guidance for Demi because... As I run by, just slap yeah. my shoulder. <laughs> Got it. Oh, kid. You can't get in the water. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um... And she's... How far back are they? They are 120 feet at this moment. The ship is still moving with its momentum, and it's going to take some time to slow down. So no, as no, you no. leave the vessel, it's 120 feet away. It's about she's, cast, she's casting Dimension Door. Hell yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. It's 500 feet. She's casting Dimension Door and grabbing Odophilia as soon as she gets there. Okay. And looking at Peach, you're wearing armor, and then casting Dimension Door again to get back to the ship. Okay, so you see, <laughs> you see as like Demi jumps over this <laughs> like mid dive, just <laughs> this door appears, and Demi goes through the door, and Peach, you see a door open above you, and Demi hit the water next to you. <gasps> Zal is now this streak tearing through the air towards you of these golden wings as you hit the water. Demi grabs <laughs> grabs Odophilia from your it's like hands. under the arms, just yeah. you're wearing armor. <laughs> and then swims through a door. Dravosi, as you again the ship kind of <laughs> a door opens on the deck and a slew of seawater <sighs> comes through, washing like bits and pieces of wood that were on the deck right. off as Demi walks through with Odophilia in I'm holding her. Tongue. Very small, but she's, I think, solid. I, I have no idea if she's hurt, but healing or lay on hands. You're not going through the door. It's, it's one I'm not person. Going the door. One person. Sorry, I misunderstood. You're still in the water. Yeah, yeah I mean, the one person because she knew that you wouldn't go. No, that's good. Shit, is she okay? Is she okay? You can't hear me. Fuck. Okay. The minute, the minute uh, Demi appears with Odophilia in her arms, uh, Rosi hits her with um, cure wood. Uh, so, yes, yes, yes. Okay, go ahead and roll for that. Oh god, where's my cure wounds? Why can't I find it? Do I not have it? What did this girl stock? Amazing. Okay, uh, I'm gonna hit her with a healing word then okay. at third level. Um, just to give her a bunch of shit. Uh, that is not reading for me. Two, three, four eight points of healing. What does this look like? Uh, 
So, Travosi extends out her hand and speaks in an ununderstandable language, and the words come out like golden light and wrap themselves around Odophilia. There is a pause, and then <laughs> as she coughs up salt water, kind of in Demi's arm. <laughs> Chris. You can see all around you there are crew members pulling rigging, attempting to slow the vessel, as it is still moving quite quickly, as it begins to kind of... Oceanus is making a call not to angle it around, because you'll have to come back about, and he doesn't want to get too mm -hmm. close to the ship, which essentially means stopping it without weighing anchor. Uh, as he attempts to use the sails to slow the momentum of the vessel. Zal, you're cutting through the air right now. Peach has broken the surface. You're pretty sure you saw Demi fall out of a hole in reality and then disappear. Yeah, from she yelled at me. Zal <laughs> <laughs> is coming in for a landing, uh, and <laughs> as I'm flying, I'm pulling out my uh, Rod of the Pact Keeper and pulling the one charge from it, and the the that's gotta be, I don't know if we're going in turn order how we're doing this, but that's that would be my full action to get to Peach because that's 120 because that's 60 foot per round, mm -hmm. um, and then pulling out the rod and pulling the charge out of it, and then I was just gonna the two of us. Okay, so Zal arrives, Peach. Um, the others are back on the deck hey. of the ship. So I'm gonna go ahead and say, how do you guys perceive the two of you in the water? We're Pull the charge, touch. Now wings spread out of your back. <laughs> I've never flown by myself before Peach is just like they've gone from feeling like I just got yelled at I'm an idiot to just excitement Peach as you yeah. lift out of the water the seawater that has been captured within your like armor kind of comes <laughs> with her and just <laughs> pours out as you lift They're into just... the air <laughs> it's like when you step out of a swimming pool and all the water empties out of yeah. your swimsuit yeah. it takes a minute as like Peach initially is a little slower than Zal as you turn around, like they're kind of like gaining momentum. The ship, still slowing, is about 400 feet out now. Peach, 10 minutes. We have to go fast. And okay, just, I'm going. All is just like air Zal in it and just oh, wings. Do the air. As you speak, just back towards the vessel. You make it without any problem. You're out of the water. And while the wind is a little rough out here, the grasp was really lost when you teleported out of that storm. And within a few minutes, Peach and Zal lit down on the neck, the deck next to you. Odophilia is kind How's... of standing now, leaning against him. How is she? Is she looking okay? Um, Peach is just gonna lay on hands, just put a hand on her shoulder, like, just in case. How are you doing? You okay? And purple and silver light will just kind of it's its only five hit points um, but we'll give her that healing what what happened don't stand by the railing in the middle of a storm okay yeah great <sighs> good job yes uh, so she'll are you. shape water off of it yeah <laughs> She's just shaping water off of <laughs> Flicking, just... Okay. Alright, you'll be okay. It's fine. It's no fun. It's like a really intense belly flop. Uh, 
Yeah. Oh, Peach will go uh, run into uh, their room and grab a blanket and just wrap her up. It makes me feel better. I've done the same thing, but like less momentum. Yeah. She's still hurting. Is she is she still doing this? She looks like she uh, she hit the water pretty hard, and it's not the magical healing has done her job or its job. Excuse me, from both of you, it's more just sore. Like you can't really. It's like arthritis, right? Or whiplash, where you can't really feel that ache out of the bones. Mm. You now see yourselves kind of making distance on this storm, which continues to sit in that same position. It's been about five hours now working around this storm and combining all of that as you all stand there. Oceana is still barking orders at members, members of the crew, making sure you're truly clear of it. Odophilia, you should go to bed. Yes. I, I think I will. Thank you. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sleep well. Oh, it was There's... an adventure. That was very brave and very dumb. But good job. I'm not sorry. I know you're not. Sorry. <laughs> Apologizes for not being sorry. <laughs> Help. Help. We, we don't think that was Vilnir, right? There's no way he would do that. There's more than one storm giant, I believe. Um, possible that they're all on edge. He didn't like the pirate princes. Maybe one of them's just angry at boats. Oh, I look over, uh, and I'm, we know a storm giant friend oh, of us. Oh, yeah, right. Thank he, you. He's in no Seton. My, my bad. Okay. He did the teleport thing to our ship. Yes, mm-hmm. that was strange. I've seen many things, but nothing like that. It's the first time we've used it. I'm surprised it went so well. That was great. We need to do that more often. No, uh, I don't think we do. I think that's a, it only because it can only work once a day, and I don't want to use it in case you know another storm tries to. I don't know what that was trying to do. Kill us? Teleport us away? All I'm saying is, once a day. Yeah. End of the day. Um, yep. <laughs> yep. Wow. All right. Do you think a storm giant could... They don't talk to a lot of civilization. There's no way that one of the miners told them we have the throne. That wouldn't make sense. Mm, I I don't know. I mean, Yolnim is really good with magic. It's possible they just saw something dark and magical heading towards them and decided to direct us in another area. Anyone just who wants to roll an arcana Arcana. Eighteen. No. Nineteen. Oh, oh my gosh. One. <laughs> no. Yeah, I rolled a two, and I'm pretty sure my arcana is yeah, a one. A it is a one. It is a twelve. <laughs> oh my god. Jeez. Um, I got a, a a curious twenty. Curious twenty. Okay. I got a curious one. Peach. You're Nineteen. Like, Magic, magic. um, You're feeling a little bit motion sick, uh, and it's really throwing you off your game there. God. Um, After being yeeted out of an extra dimensional portal of arcane nature. (sighs) Demi Zal. The familiarity to 
Oceanus's magic was not so much in Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Good God, what is wrong with me? Vjolnir's <laughs> magic um, huh? not so much in regards to the storm element as that deep blue arcana. Those lightning bolts weren't like lightning bolts. It's not necessary, Demi, you would know this for context, that it was a storm giant that caused them. It's hard okay. to say. I'm just retconning my own uses of atmosphere there because I don't want to mislead you into believing that storm giants are stomping around. Okay, cool. <laughs> Possibly just kind of... I, you saw what it did to the barrel, right? I think it just makes similar blink and you're over there sort of magic. Could just be mother's na Mother Nature trying to reclaim something that... For a moment, I definitely thought you were talking about your mother. Oh, no. <laughs> I started but, and I was like, please tell uh, me you can have another fight. I, I, I can't. <laughs> My ship uh, does not need to be in the middle of your fighting with your, familiar, your uh, parental figure. Mother is capable of things like this? Um, my mother is... Well, you know how you have your wings and I gave you my... Um, huh. It's, um, I... My mom possibly is a god, maybe, I don't know. It's a long story, I can explain it tomorrow if you talk more, if that's cool. Ah, of course, sounds interesting. Yes. <laughs> Probably a sleep conversation after, you know, after sleep. Like, uh, if, um, because maybe I, I'm gonna go. And he just, like, awkwardly leaves. This is the first time Zal's been. Peach noticed! <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. That was weird. Okay. Is he alright? He looked like. Which one was that? Odophilia? Oh, Who's that? <laughs> I was gonna say, go to bed! I was like, wait. Is, is he alright? I mean, he was acting kind of like you for a hot second. Excuse me. <sighs> Tell Fine. me I'm wrong. Tell oh. me I'm wrong. Right. Oh, look. Uh, oh. Slab, no, not like that. Hold on, let me show Can you I? he walks off. I'm sure <laughs> I, I want to insight those bitches. <laughs> Which one? Good, good, roll. roll. Uh, Who are you insight checking? Uh, Oceanus and Demi. Oh. Okay. I know what's going on with Saul. For what? I've lived a long time. <laughs> what? Uh, I roll roll what? <laughs> what? What is it? <laughs> oh, their anything? awkwardness together? Yes. Uh, uh, you're inciting for awkward. Got it. I, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> Good. It's a low DC. It's fine. It's a 10. Okay. Pretty low DC. Demi, what's your, uh, are you, what do you, do you need to roll deception or do you feel like. I didn't, I was not deceiving. That is okay. usually how he acts around me. Yeah, so. that's absolutely correct. They're awkward. Yeah. She definitely like took two steps after him and was like, I didn't mean it as a, okay. Oh, all right, whatever. Yeah, I don't know what's up with him right now. Is yes? there interest between you two? Zol and myself, no. <laughs> just, just silently doing this. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna look over at Peach. Uh, I wasn't speaking about your friend. What? What? 
It, ah, I see. I'm sorry. Perhaps we should go to sleep. Yes, that would be lovely. Okay. All right. Cool. It does. It, are you maintaining the watches you were going to maintain for the others for second? Yeah, third? Basically, second watch has been spent with you navigating this storm at this point. So Hell third yeah. watch is up. get out of my watch. Hey. Third watch was me. Demi. Yes. Okay. Cool. Zal's definitely doing like the classic like high schooler like who's too nervous and just has the blanket there and he's like I'm an I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh no. I'm an idiot. <laughs> There's so much offered in this party. It's amazing. It's, it's great. amazing. It's so great. Okay, I'm gonna awkwardly Take roll my long rest. Okay, roll that perception. Long rest. Fifteen plus five, so questioning twenty. As you're, um, as you're kind of sitting, you can watch the storm disappear behind you. You begin to see as various crew members repair what needs to be repaired, batten down what needs to be battened down, and slowly begin to drift towards bed, leaving you standing at the till. Kind of halfway through your watch, you see Bims sleepily make his way out of your cabin and kind of call, pad up next to your feet. Morning. Did you sleep through that whole storm? You did, didn't you? Alright. You want to come up? Yeah, I know. Ever is Oceanus around? He has gone back to bed. It is just you, right? Okay. Are you also going to ask me if there's anything going on? <laughs> there is kind of a moment as Bims turns his head and his big blue eyes kind of blinks them. going on into your head Bims I just had a very long night um long night are you talking or am I tired talk before right like you weren't just being rude and not responding I I what? I really wish Morton was here what rude <laughs> you're not rude you're not rude <laughs> okay and we're back to chirping that's fine Chirping. What? Oh. 
Okay. Well, we'll figure this out eventually. Maybe. Maybe. Wish I could ask Ashi. You like Ashi, don't you? Hmm. All right. Let's go see what everyone else is doing. I need somebody to take this till from me. And she'll look for somebody to take that. Kind of flits down, scatters across. You see, um, as Pig Pen kind of <laughs> comes walking out from the below deck section where the Good morning. You mind taking this? Uh, yep. Don't mind. Wonderful. Thank you. Uh, and she'll follow her dragon. Just kind of makes an extra loop around the mast and then back down into your cabin. Alright. That was a very eventful night, but you do find yourselves rousing later in the morning than usual. Um, two, the sound of waves, a clear sky. The coast has been brought in closer once again. You can see the shoreline a ways off, but visible as you head into your second day. Anything in particular you'd like to do? Oceanus informs you you're about a day and a night, maybe a little bit of the morning, away from making Tyrant's Landing. So this is your last full day on your own um. vessel. Peach will make breakfast, um, and they, when they give um, Demi her portion, will just say, "I'm sorry for not waking you up first. I was. It was fine. I. It. It is true. He does do literally everything. I'm just a pretty face. That's. That's literally what we discussed. I don't remember discussing that, Captain. No. Not okay. Not. Not with." It's fine. Bye. Oceanus, I made kippers! <laughs> Amazing. My favorite. You hear from, like, a story up on the main deck. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a tired, my favorite. <laughs> it was a long night for all of you. Yes. Oh, boy. I'd like to check on Odophilia, too, at some point. Sure. She's okay. A little little more a little shocked with herself and feeling like she's been like oh don't stand next to the banisters during storms dummied uh which is valid um but she's like you know she's she's taking a little personally because she was starting to get her sea legs and she's kind of being a little more shy than normal a little less assertive she's been humbled slightly hey how are you hey I'm doing well. That was that was. Um, we've never done that before, um, and I maybe next time we'll have, I don't know, uh, a warning word or something. Because what happened? I remember falling over the railing, and as I fell, I kind of rotated and I looked. I swear I saw your face. And then everything went black. Ooh. Um. Did you? Well. 
jump in after me. Yeah. Um, we the reason it, it happened because we teleported. So I think next time around we'll have. We can teleport. Uh, we apparently can, because we did. Demi did it, and she got us exactly where we needed to go, um, just very fast. Which now we know we didn't know. I'm really glad you're okay. I'm going to uh, make lifelines today, if that's something you'd like to help me with. I would love that. I don't know how to do it, but... I'm, I'm gonna ask Oceanus how to do things and then do them to the best of my ability. <laughs> Good way of doing that. Alright, let's go. You spend the day making lifelines. Oceana says, Zali, you can show them how to do that, right? What? Uh, yep, I guess I can. Um, yep, definitely. Yep, I don't... Demi will walk up behind Zal. Do, oh, do you know what that is? Nope, not at all. Do you... Do you... I'm assuming she knows how. So you absolutely know how to make a lifeline. Do you want me to show you and then you can show them and pretend that you knew how? Yeah, yeah, that'd be really nice. Honestly. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so she'll show Zal in secret, and then okay. I need I'll him to just you... one second. Yeah, I something okay. wrong with my door. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> she'll show him how, and okay, cool. then send him back. Oh, it's that easy, really? Oh, okay. yeah, it's Good, really. Great. It's that. Yep. Oh, yep. I'll get on that right away, Captain. Thank <laughs> you. Can you convince her to make a BIM store? I, uh, I, no, she uh, no. didn't want to again. <laughs> um, but here's how we make a lifeline. <laughs> and we'll he shows off. you yeah. exactly, <laughs> using the exact same words Demi did. And like doing it like literally, like beat for beat, exactly how Demi just taught him a second ago. Uh, but that's how, yep, it's life, life, play, uh, String line line. <laughs> string. She I... will. She will at some point while they're all doing this. Walk up to Oceanus. Did you know he couldn't do that? Did you know? I thought I had shown him, but sometimes I forget. Uh, there's a lot. He's learned. So he does. <laughs> mhm. Just, just curious if you knew. <laughs> um. Um. Uh, I will keep that in mind. He, was, honestly, he knows he's now. I showed him. Job. I just assumed. That's on me. I, so yep, that's a that's a life right it's there. Fine. I, sh I showed him <laughs> how it's, to. It's weird because like he knows how to tar and patch the bottom of the vessel while we're moving, which is pretty complicated. But he also does, doesn't know how to make a lifeline. So there's like these big holes in his yeah. knowledge. I. So, <laughs> we'll just do like the Prusik not safety checks around each other's waist while they're doing that. And we're like, all right, so this way, and now it's yeah. around your waist, and it's around that mast, uh, so you cannot fall off again. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, That's what they're made for. I learned this when I was like eleven. Yeah, it's very cute. It's, it's honestly exactly a good idea. I don't know why. I, actually, that's on me. No, it's fine. It's okay. And also, Peach, if you didn't know, the lifeline they can, they is can the only thing that can heal you in the water. 
kill you? Oh no! Yep, it's a lifeline. It's good to life. <laughs> Should we tell oh, no. them that he's wrong? Um, I... <laughs> Zol, you're gonna yeah. need to fix my door again if you keep talking. Oh, really? Yeah. I, you I fixed it. No. It's not gonna fly. No. I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at fixing doors. Yeah. That's, yeah. Mm -hmm. You should. Yeah. Go, it doesn't even squeak anymore. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Great. You want that Bim's door in there? No. Okay. Well, then your door's fine. Mm. <laughs> It'll be all right. Yeah. No, I think Peach is smarter than that. They <laughs> probably already know that that does not heal them. <laughs> probably. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Um, at some point during all of this feral energy happening, um, Zal is going to, um, uh, whenever he sees uh, Drovosa, he's going to would you, um, huh. sorry, I have, I'm very awkward around you if you can't tell because there's a lot of things I have questions about and if you have time or if you want to chat later in private, I would very much enjoy that. If you don't, I understand and, um, of course. yeah. How about tonight? Great, that sounds perfect. Uh, and he kind of awkwardly just kind of, yep, uh, but I go back to doing my job um, and keeps working and lifelines, yep oh boy Oceanus uh, has been watching this from up on the thing and he turns to Demi and goes, are we that bad? <laughs> oh, what do you mean? Uh, Zol the never, never mind no, what did you mean? Nothing. No. Uh, no, what did oh, you mean? Oh, I think Slab's calling me again. No, I mean, it's not. She grabs him. <laughs> she just grabs the back of his shirt. He's, what did you mean? I, we talk to each other like they do. Or at least he does to... The rambling. It's painful. A little bit. The connect. I mean, <sighs> well, maybe to watch. Maybe. Yeah. Are we that bad? I don't, I don't, maybe, a little bit. Okay. Might be worse. What? You know, worse? Well, it's, it's only one-sided in that situation. I think we're, we're both that bad. Oh. Yes. Uh... She lets go of a shirt. <laughs> Did you actually need to go somewhere? No. Okay. Well, I'll walk away since... This has been it's extremely awful. It's better you're, be you're better at it. Better at walking away? Yes. Oh, that's The most did, roundabout did you, confession. Did you... <laughs> I, um... Okay. Okay. <laughs> She's gonna walk away. Bye. Bye. Did Oceanus just say he likes to watch her walk away? Definitely did, and she sways her hips just a little bit more as she does it. Because now she's aware. Holy ship! Boy, holy ship! Holy ship! Okay, Dravosa. So, yes. I'm going to switch the tone up a little bit <laughs> <laughs> and uh, do something that y'all have made incrementally worse. I'm just going to let you know. Uh, 
she goes down into her quarters and retrieves Benruel from his cage. The bird? Yes. Okay. And she holds him in her hands for several minutes, listening to him sing, petting down his back, and then whispers a soft apology to him and sacrifices him and casts divination. Whoop. What does that look like? It is here. It's normally performed on her table, but here it's done on the floor of her cabin. And the incense is laid out in a circle around it and certain as the incense burns, she'll take the pad of her finger and etch out certain runes as it burns in the ash. And then after a few moments, she will kill Thanril and wait. And what is the question of your divination? Is the transport of this item a worthy action? Will it disturb peace? And she is reaching out to Ram. It's Ram. <laughs> Your last mission from Weejas used the very blood itself to convey its meaning to you. Rao is a different sort of deity. He doesn't convey images in the blood or lift it before your face. The incense, the runes, begin to radiate slightly, and the droplets of blood begin to pool and then run in streaks across this wooden surface of the deck, hitting the runes and absorbing into them as they glow further and further as the transaction in the divination is completed. And there is that moment where it feels like a ton of knowledge is literally dropped into your skull. Your eyes suddenly go from just a golden hue to glowing a light as you pull back slightly, opening this radiant light manifesting outwards around you, filling the space, the room, radiating out from your eyes. The answers that come back are far more muddled than you would hope. The deluge of information roaring through your skull is almost unnavigable. You've experienced this before, and it is something that the monks of your temple trained you in, but it is almost overwhelming as you claw, looking for the specific meanings that you need. And you find this question to be particularly difficult for Rao to answer, hmm. as potentialities and pathways to failure and success begin to float to the surface. As quickly as it comes, the information, the knowledge, the context, 
that came with those answers parts this isn't information that remains it isn't information that you own the context is left the feeling of assurance but they're not the answers that you really felt you needed and I will take a scrap of cloth from my pack and wrap Thanril up in it and clean up the incense from my divination. As you touch the incense itself, there is a slight heat to it even after you let it subside. As you feel the energy kind of suffice from it dissipate. But eventually, the remnants of your ritual are gone. There's a lingering feeling that you are near answers. Or at least a step in the right direction to answers. I trust you. And she will leave her quarters and rejoin the whole of the ship, the main deck. Okay. It's the evening now. Dravosi returns, coming out from her quarters. Zal. Um, yes, hi. <laughs> I believe you wanted to have a conversation? Yes, I, that would be lovely. Where um, would you prefer to have? I uh, we could. I don't know. I have Your a chair. Your quarters or mine is completely fine. I have a chair and things. And my we can go to my room. Perfect. Um, <laughs> can I roll to see this? Yeah. Can I please? Uh, <laughs> I mean, where is where is it happening? Please, let where, me see. Where is this I mean, it's on the main deck. You're from the main, main deck, room. right? Uh, 13. Perception? Perception, right? Yes. 16? You guys aren't not, like really blatantly hiding, right? I'm just going to set a DC for I'm actually, I'm invisible and I cast <laughs> invisibility on everybody else. And I know, I cast, you see nothing? <laughs> I cast Cone of Silence and Cone of Shame, so... Oh, shame, the shame, when you look upon shame it, you feel home. shame. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, you, you do notice this. Um, Dravosi, what's your passive perception? I believe it is 18, yes. As you cross the deck, following Zal towards his quarters, that looming presence beneath you, two decks below, weighs. Um, I think my steps stutter for a moment, and then I continue. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Uh, is everything all right? So... Of course. Okay. <laughs> um, so Zal, you know, down the stairs, opens the door. It's it's a, not a huge room, but it's, it's a nice room. There's a rusted scimitar on the wall. Um, 
which I still haven't taken down yet. <laughs> I just Is thought that about that. Yours or? Um, yes, I've only used it once, but it was um from a past thing that we did. Anyway, um, so I uh, clearly we are quite similar in the sense of our abilities. Um, and I think I do owe you an explanation of, in a sense of what everybody was referencing with my, um, clearly, and, uh, this is, I think this is the first time you probably would have noticed, but you might have caught hint of it, but he takes off his jacket and you can see around the back of his shirt, he has Mm -hmm. his, he has scales wrapping around. I'm not human. And, um, I was an orphan, and a a celestial being came to me as a child and explained that they were, well, in a sense, my mother, and they were going to take me under their wing. That's where I get my abilities from. And I, I, Uh. I can tell yours are clearly different with the actual wings. Yes. Is this information that your party would be interested in, or is it all right that I'm just saying it to you? It's, I mean, I don't know if they would be interested. It's more, I guess, personal in the sense of it's more of a connection between us, but I, it, again, your choice. I don't want to seem... I'm, I'm it's just, all right. Yep, yeah, okay. <laughs> I just I'm sorry I'm usually much better with people but uh, for some reason you are just something else and it confuses me in a sense and I I'm rambling again and I'm saying way too much great there is a reason I tend to hide my heritage why Wait, your heritage? Are you actually, like, an angel? To my knowledge. (laughs) That's amazing. Why would you want to hide something like that? I have walked this earth for many years. In my experience, helping others combined with a celestial presence leads to a kind of deification I am not interested in. Mm-hmm. Trust me when I say I understand that on a way too big of a level. Um, but you mentioned things like studies and uh, and, and relics. Uh, and he reaches in his jacket and brings out the broken piece of the Ostis anchor. Oh. And uh, would you want to take a look at this, possibly? Yes, please. And he hands it to her. All right, I'm going to take a look at this Ostis anchor. Investigation for me. Actually, I want a history check and an investigation check. Oh, history and investigation. And My investigation is awesome. My history is good. Questions for me or questions for Zal? I do have questions for you too in regards to context. Oh. Let's we'll see. 
Okay, uh, history's first. That was a dirty 20. And... Finally, a character that can't fail history checks for me. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, investigation is an 18. Okay. The item that has been handed to you is about two feet long. It is what appears to be quartz, however you are very familiar with magical items and relics. What often appears to be a type of stone is something else entirely. It is a white quartz rod. However, these long smoky streaks run its length. The white is bright and vibrant. The dark smoky streaks are dark. They seem to almost pull the light into them. The words Mm. Ostis Anchor are what he called this thing. To you it is clearly magical and old. Given your history, you have very little context about your lineage. What would you know of the orders, if anything at all, of the celestial plane? I think that there was a point in Dravosi's life after she left where she attempted to learn more about the orders in order to discover more about herself. Uh, I don't think she was successful, but... So you have some research on... Mm -hmm. But uh, this, Rastasenka given to me by my mother who also has said her name is Sophia but on some level I don't think that's actually much she went by Um, and well she is chained to this dimension or to this reality or something along those lines and this is part of its key. And I, she wishes I, to be freed? Yes. That's I think my purpose but you know, purpose is up in the air ninety nine percent of the time. <laughs> um and another godly like creature which recently found out was the Yuan T god is the one that trapped her. A large four-armed snake man of a thing. DM, would I have recognized the lineage of Zal here as being partly Yuan-Ti? Um, you, you would, after, I think Zal straight up said he's Yuan-Ti. I did say yeah. I was Yuan-Ti. Yeah. Um, okay, okay, you know okay. of the Yuan-Ti? Their gods are obscure, they right. not part of any primary pantheons. The Celestials, on the other hand, and you do have this context to share with Zal if you so speak, are a massive population. It's not simply deific. There are many, many different ranks and files of Celestials, akin to 
many, many different types of devils and demons within the Nine Hells and the Abyss. Knowing and pinning down the specific individual who has been trapped on this is beyond the context you would have. Hmm. But for them to be trapped like this implies importance. Right. Well, I can say that your mother, well, for context, Celestials live in ranks. Some are more powerful than others, some are weaker than others. Okay. For your mother to be trapped with an item such as this implies importance. That's a little terrifying now. <laughs> but you know why she was trapped. No. Um all I know is that she's trapped and that's the key. And for some reason I'm intertwined with that. She's very um how do I put this? Secretive? Of course. Crafty. Strange. I'm rambling again. Celestials um, tend to be that way. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? Have you figured that out yet? Things become so much clearer and yet so much more complicated the longer that you live. <laughs> it becomes more difficult to explain that to others as <laughs> you age. Well, uh, that's, uh, that's the part of the story and why I, I think honestly, one of the reasons why I, um, ramble a lot around you because you are the first, like, godly person, the celestial person that I've met in I'm doing the thing, but uh, you're godly, and it's surprises, and it's strange, and also you, uh, you're also I have really no power of a god. Well, you, I, you literally grew wings yesterday, and glided like there was no tomorrow. So I could have disagree with you there, but I, um, <laughs> sorry, this is strange. You are, I just. I... You're also very pretty, and that's also a factor. I'm not going to lie. Um, I but... chuckle a little and hand back the Ostis anchor. And he kind of yeah. spins it and slides it back into his coat pocket. I understand your experience to a point. Really? So does my cat. <laughs> you have that familiar too? Oshi! Oh, say hello! Uh, I am unfamiliar with my heritage. It was something that for a long time kept me from achieving peace. It is not anymore. Wow. You will find your purpose. I'm glad 
that you are so sure. Because <laughs> as of late, it's been harder and harder to figure out what that is, especially with, you know, and kind of nods towards, towards like the the hall and is nodding towards clearly the, the throne. Yes, that is. That does complicate things, doesn't it? Oh yeah, very much so. But um, I, I genuinely have to say I am happy that you are with us, and uh, I hope that we get to know each other better. Not like that. I oh god, I'm really sorry. That sounded. May I ask you a question? Of course. What is on the subject of purpose? The purpose of your party? What do you hope to achieve in this world? Well, when we first came together, I didn't know chaos kind of reigned. Well, it was mainly me causing the chaos, but that's... Um... But as we've come together and bonded and created this little family, I think our purpose is peace. We just want to fix things. We don't want people to hurt. Each of us come from very different places and very different backgrounds, but we just want people's lives to be okay. And from what I've seen from each of these people, they're willing to sacrifice almost anything for that peace. And I think that's our goal. It's a worthy one. <laughs> I think I may have some information that your party may be interested in learning. Really? All of you. Well, we should probably head out and talk to them then, yes? Yes. Cool. Um, <laughs> thank you for not thinking that I'm an absolute idiot. It's pretty nice. Well, You're not. Oh, thank you. And he kind of smiles. He's not going to put his jacket back on. <laughs> and we will head on out. Yeah. While they were gone. Oh no. <laughs> uh, she definitely. So, if we all saw them go in there after like a couple of minutes, I was just like, So, what do you think? How do you think that's going? <laughs> like, to either Peach or Oceanus, whoever is standing around. So, how do we think that's going? Do we think he's still tripping over words? Yes? I oh, good. I, I, don't the think only one. Gonna, I don't think it's going to stop if he started. At, at the, I think that's where he lives now. They've been it. in the floor. <laughs> yeah, I did it. <laughs> Do you think she's pretty too? Is this going to be... I, she's very pretty, but I'm not... I'm the... No. I, I was... It was It was a joke. <laughs> it's okay. Plus, we all saw the girl you jumped off the boat for, so... I would jump off the boat for any of you. But... Yeah, I know. Sure you have Who else did you know? No? Did you? 
to jump off the boat for someone I else? do a lot of dumb things. I'm not sure. It was very brave, though. It wasn't. You're not. Sometimes your kindness just negates your remembering that you have a hard time swimming in armor. But I have this thing! It's fine. I, yeah. It's not a bad thing. I really hope he isn't just still trying to get that first sentence out. <laughs> He's a good talker. Oh, Usually, yes! That's why I'm surprised. It was fine with well, Mac. Yeah, but Mac didn't sprout wings and have eyes that are the same color as his. You definitely think it's the wings thing, right? I it happened, like, almost immediately. Yeah, his jaw went... Yeah. Well, that might be... <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> that might be a little, um... Unfortunate placed, but yeah. I, I get I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Definitely think it's the wings thing. I hope they come back up soon. Hmm. Or maybe I don't. Which one do we hope for? Yes. Because, like, wings open. Do. And then they do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look! Right, um... We weren't listening. <clears throat> What? Oh, Shionis, oh, please. We weren't, though. <laughs> we weren't. Zal is definitely just doing that. Makes it sounds like we were. It makes like. it sound so much worse. No, you can't just say things and get us in trouble and walk away. I can, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so, how much of that were you listening to? Actually, none. Legitimately. I believe. None. It. I Thank panicked, you. it's true. Fucking high passive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lying. You're just hiding behind the, the wheel. No! That's where he goes when he He's gets hiding behind the wheel. busted, I think. It's my safe spot. Ah. <laughs> it's Oceanus' safe space. Great. Um, no, we just, we were talking about um, celestial stuff. <laughs> Told you it was the wings. Mm -hmm. I'm, we're right here. And I before, we constantly have conversations about each other in front of each other. It's yeah. just a thing. It is. So anyway, Wings, you guys have a wonderful bonding moment over Wings. Is your mother also an angel? I'm sure she is. <laughs> I have something to speak to you all about. Yep, that's why we're back. Okay. The sun has set at this point. There is a lamplight from various positions across the deck, illuminating the space around you. Perhaps... Is this a place where privacy can be trusted? Um... Uh, Captain's quarters is a little bigger, so, you know, we can go there. Oceanus, we're talking! Am I coming with you? Oh, no. Well, no. Got it. No. No, that was a... Oh! The... <laughs> Got it. He's just gonna lean into Demi, be like, the thing. The thing with the stuttering. Yeah? You do it. Yes, your mother already told me. <laughs> okay, and she's going. She always knows things first. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Right. Um, uh, she's definitely walking off mumbling something Captain's about quarters. it's his fault for not wearing a shirt all the time. Like, she's just mumbling to herself. It's all 100% is doing that shit-eating. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. 
I've known mine for a while, but okay. And she's <laughs> walking. Love this party. My, my. You have something Same. to tell us? Yes, I think once we arrive in the captain's quarters, I uh, sit down, place my hands together, take a breath, um, and I say, the inscription found at the bottom of the mines. A god, a god was, lost. was lost. And he who sought to be a god found. I may have understood that a little more than I previously intimated. I am blessed with knowledge from certain gods. Mostly my own, but sometimes others. Are any of you familiar with the god of death? Which one? We just? Am I? Am I? religion check for me, anybody. Religion. Uh, I'm just imagine peaches and no one. Not great. Um, 17? Okay. Uh, Surprisingly, okay. What did I get with all? You said religion. Oh, yeah. 14. Okay. Peach, what was yours? Five. <laughs> Peach never knows anything. Demi, you <laughs> Demi, you No, it's know. good. Weejoss is the greater deity of death. Only mildly concerned why you're asking us that. When people hear of gods such as the god of death, they think terrible things, but... Such gods are created in order to preserve balance and peace. Created? There is... Sorry. Continue. <laughs> there is a lesser god who serves Weejoss, Aragal, scribe-keeper of the dead. He has been killed. How, um... How do As I said, I am blessed with knowledge from the gods. This right. was told to me by Weejoss, and I have reason to believe from this same knowledge that whatever is responsible for Aragal's death is attempting the same on Weejoss. And whatever powerful thing is coming after him I receive the same sense from what is currently resting in your hole. Are you, are you implying that that throne could kill a god? I'm implying that whatever sat in that throne may be attempting to. Or whatever sat in that throne was the it's beginning. So much it, it makes sense if the, the inscription said he who sought to replace him, right? could be the same person trying to seek to replace the god of death? Is that what you're saying? Place. Become the new. Become completely destroy. That I do not know. So. I received this vision 
less than an hour before Monastrad came to me speaking of you. Was the vision of the scribe dying or something else? In a manner. Let me rephrase. What, what was the vision of? Such things have symbols. Aragal's symbol is that of a skull with a scroll in its mouth. I witnessed a hand reach up, grasp the skull, and destroy it. And then the form of Weejas appeared, and the same jet black hand the Scarlet Triangle reached for it, but was so far unsuccessful. Perfect. Oh, no. Wonderful. Uh, Perfect. Peach is going to pull out um, <laughs> the the fabric triangle that Demi gave them a while back. Pulling out the um, journal. Yeah, it's in the journal yeah. too, but there's the the fabric. The red yeah. triangle. There's He's pulling out the journal too. The like that was yeah. the, they all go gotcha. to do the... No, um, they present did it you look like... Yeah, with a journal and a red badge with a scarlet triangle. Like that? Who is father. that from? Father of discipline. The, the father scarlet brotherhood. Obedience. Obedience. The scarlet brotherhood. It's exactly who we thought was causing problems in the capital. They can they kill a god. Or they want to. No, they already they did. want to become gods? They probably want to become gods. Aragal is dead. They killed a god. Oh. Um. I don't. We. I trust you, heard you of with something... this. Because I trust you to bring peace to this world. We were certainly trying. <laughs> Have you ever heard of something called the Kingdom of Purity? No. No. It's just a hopeful. <laughs> Is it connected? I feel like it might be. How long were you in Salt Marsh for? About five years. Did you ever meet a man named Scarin? Scarin Wave Chaser, butler to Master Solomon. You would know Solomon. There was an older okay. man who would scurry around behind him. Solomon was one of the lead figures, is one of the lead figures on the council. I know of Solomon, but not of Scarin. Old man. I didn't do a lot. Did not Dang. seek to know many in Saltamash. Yeah, neither did we. Um So uh Scarin so very I sp did you hear about the murders? The Prime Water murder? You would have heard 
of that. Of um, course. However, the perpetrator was kept well, fairly <laughs> right. within I'm sure. the council. Mm -hmm. So, um, Odophilia, the, the girl that fell off the boat, that was her father. And Skarin, working for the Scarlet Brotherhood, was the one that did that. Almost did the same thing to Odophilia in his attempt to escape. Um, he oh. has since then threatened Peach's mother in an attempt to make us stay out of his business. I'm deeply sorry. I don't... I'm starting to think there's no way to keep away from being in their business. No. I believe they intend to make the world their business. Well... We have somehow... to find out who the father of obedience is. And who the spider is. Oh, that's actually very important. We, um, I, I managed to decode this book of, uh, and, um, one of the things that we found out was that they are trying to make the king, uh, do what they want, uh, and that the spider weaves, weaves her web in Neodra. So, we have a feeling that we are heading into a big ol' trap with whoever wants this throne. I wish dumping it off the boat would solve everything, but we just saw a storm reach into the waves. Yes, abandoning it may not be a wise move. <laughs> Well, unfortunate as it may be, you all have a great gift. Something that they desperately want. You, uh... They can't have it. Of course not. They want it off my boat. I want it uh, gone. We all have people we care about, and I have a feeling it's going to get very hard to protect everyone all the time. Its destruction should certainly be a worthy goal. But yeah. for now, organizations like this tend to stay in the woodwork until something draws them out. And I believe you have something to draw them out. A big throne and a court appearance? Yeah. Are you suggesting that we set a counter trap? What if we just put Scarred in front of it and push him on? I would do it. I would do it too! Listen, Peach and I fly, we pick him up and just drop him to sit down. I could drop him and, and Peach could hit it. Sorry. 
That's if Skarin were our only enemy, that would be a very fun plan. Yeah. I also don't know if everyone who sits in it will turn. That's good. That mm. would be a very unfortunate circumstance if it was only good people. Our other friend, um, who isn't here yet, he um, was able to tell us that there are multiple uh, types of magic. Yes. Emanating from it. Very many. Uh, so it's very possible that it does different things for different people, which is terrifying. But do you mind if I ask, what do you suggest we do for the God of Death? Can the God of Death even die? Because doesn't he technically... Can I'm doing the thing again. Any god can die. Not in the same way that we do. But essentially, they become something less. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. Are there consequences for the scribe of the god of death dying? Does something... Is death different? in any way now? I am unsure of the exact consequences, however my worst fear is that Aragal is the one responsible for ushering souls to the afterlife. Without his existence I am unsure as to where those souls may go. Oh! That's fun. Well, if I wasn't afraid of dying before. I don't know, maybe it'd be easier to bring you that. No, no, I said it. I regretted it. I didn't finish it. I... Sorry. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's fine. I'm the type to say things and then regret them a second later. We've all done it. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, not to be that guy, but we do kind of have a god on our side, if we can free her. Well, and we have two, actually. I... Pointing towards the, the crest, the star. The... And, and I'm not entirely sure how powerful the Feywilds are, but... I mean, there's Morton's connections, but again, I... I don't... Gods are out of my element. Those are for stories. Well, stories is your, your element, so... Yes. Perfect. I don't exactly know where my magic comes from, so... Oh. It's not really a defined thing for mine. But, but magic comes from many places. Yes. But that's even better, because you don't rely on a god for your magic. And clearly I've they can be... You don't rely on a god to gain your magic. No, I, I know what you mean. I, I wonder if there are any, like, people that were connected to that god. I wonder what happened to them. Worshippers, you mean? Worshippers, um, uh, um, um, followers, uh, I, again, bard, bard, um, I, I don't, with the magic and the religion thing, not really my thing, but, um, you, you know, people we, lost their magic. Yeah, the scribe I, is gone. 
I wonder if if they just poof and and no more. You know, I mean, I feel like I apologize for this analogy, Peach, but if Peach just suddenly stopped following Sodawir, I don't believe they'd be able to just heal anymore. Oathbreaker! No, just kidding. Um, but, <laughs> um, God, my reference. They did not say that. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm unsure if Aragal had any true followers, as he was a servant of Ouijas, but I do know a priest of Ouijas in Neildra. Well, that's clearly where we have to go. He may be able to Well, this is fun. I am sorry for all of this. You don't need to apologize. Apologize. You were the one that did it, but I don't think you would tell. I'm sorry. I'm doing. Thank you for that. I do not have godly power. Thank you for being honest. Um, and also your, you know, like the seventh person to pull us into things that we're definitely not prepared for, most of which are ourselves. So, totally fine. I think uh, you were pulled into this just as much as we were. It's how we make friends at this point. Maybe it is. I go where my god leads. Wonderful. I'm. Do I just... Sometimes I feel like I should just pray to all of them sometimes and be like, thanks for getting my friends, <laughs> you know, powers. It's... Following a god does provide help and comfort in certain times, but if I have learned anything, it is that however you find peace is what is necessary in this world. So, plan, get on the ferry, get to Neil Draw, find the priest, and figure out what to do from there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we happen to run late on our schedule for when to deliver that, you know, we got attacked by a sentient possible storm. So, cool. I could possibly attempt to have my friend meet us before we reach Neildra, if that would help. We are about to be at Trident's Landing. Tyrant's Landing. So... And then we're there for... Well, we're on a boat for nine days after that, correct? Seven? Seven? Nine? Here and nine? Okay. Oh, yeah, I think it's... I think it's Two, nine on the seven. large. Hold on, I'll tell you. One second. Boo, 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 distances. <laughs> d- 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 distances. And it's completely possible seven. that Morton might have an idea. Okay, Morton might have an idea then. You mention this friend much. I'm interested in meeting him. He's wonderful. And very, so, very important. He'll be here at some point. And he has faith. Yes. So... Well, this puts a time limit on my dilemma. I understand why Mother's been so uh, antsy now. You think they're killing a lot of gods? They could be targeting a lot of gods. She's worried that she's literally stuck in one location. Mm, like, you know, true. remember the statue? She's literally chained down <sighs> by celestial bonds. So that's a possibility that she kind of has a big target painted. 
completely possible. So. <sighs> and also, we did oppose what they were saying, so. Any other major conversations? Any other details um, Not from me. Nope. As the evening comes to a close and you all head to bed for your last night on Falling Star, we're going to close it here. Well, folks, you've been listening to the Conundrum Company podcast. This show is a stream hosted on twitch.tv slash the welcome in every weekend at 6 p.m. Eastern on Saturdays. So come on down and join us if you want to catch the live show. Our ambient music was brought to you guys by the amazing application Soundtail. And our themes were created by Arcane Anthems.